0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 534. And Dire Straits in Rock 102. Gonna be a weird weather day. Rainy today and a high of 43. Pretty mild. Tonight that rain continues, low of 33. And then for tomorrow, that's when things get a little crazy. Rain early, then changing to a wintry mix and a high of 35. Right now it's 37 and kind of foggy out there, so be careful. Uh, Today on the show... We're gonna be talking to a guy who's got a fishing podcast. Now, before you say "oh, great," now nah, it's actually a pretty cool story. Bobby Rose Beef will be on the uh, phone with us after seven o'clock, talking about the jigs and bigs fishing podcast. It's actually a pretty cool story, we'll talk to him about that after seven o'clock today. And there's other stuff too. Steve is here. All the normal things you would expect.
1: Five thirty-five in Rock One Hundred and Two. This is John Mayberry, president of Mayberry Material Handling, with Rock One Hundred and
0: Two Springfield's classic rock. It's five fifty-four, and Bruce Springsteen in Rock One Hundred and Two.
1: Uh, it's a, it's very balmy outside right now. It's uh you know, just weird. It feels like spring. I almost feel like I'm overdressed. But guess what? It might feel like spring, but it ain't gonna be spring uh, today. a High of forty-three, but then tonight. This sleet and freezing rain mm-hmm. thing uh, comes in, yeah. and it could coat us with like a couple of inches of ice, which is gonna suck. And then, if you're like, they said if you're north of Route Two, which thank God I'm not north of Route Two, right, you're gonna get snow. There's lots lot, of it. There's
0: lots of reason to be thankful you're north of Route Two.
1: uh... It is gonna be a high of uh, 43 today. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh...
0: what do you say? We hop right in into some Hollywood yeah. trash with Steve yeah. and Nagel. <laughs> <sighs>
1: I wish I was like a rich guy with first world problems. Instead, you're a poor guy with hardly a care in the world. Don't you hate it, Bax, when you can't get your giant yacht through somewhere and you got to pay somebody to remove a bridge for it? Well, that's why I keep uh, most of my yachts uh, very low. A historic bridge in the Netherlands is being temporarily dismantled so that Jeff Bezos can drive his massive yacht through it. Uh, The Koningshaven Bridge in Rotterdam was originally built in 1927. It was decommissioned in 1994 and declared a national monument. It underwent a major restoration in 2017, after which the city said, no one will ever touch this bridge ever again until a billionaire comes along and has to move his yacht inside. Yeah, but you know,
0: when you're as rich as uh, Jeff Bezos, and I I don't have his his 2021 W-2s in front of me, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that if you got that kind of money, yeah, you can, you can do, do whatever, whatever the you hell want. you want, exactly. And no one can, no one can stop them.
1: That's what I'm saying. I wish I was a rich guy with, pro- like, these are my problems. Oh man, you know, I, I can't, I can't get my yacht through that way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and thing is that the problem with uh, yachting is you can't just go around the bridge. No. But that was before uh, Jeff decided to build the largest sailing yacht in the world in a nearby city. The four hundred and seventeen foot long beast is too tall to clear the bridge. It's expected to be finished this summer. And when it's ready to sail, Bezos and the company that's building it will share the cost will share the cost of dismantling the bridge. What? They couldn't pay for the dismantling themselves. I'm, I'm like, if you're this is your boat. Then they're gonna reassemble it. There's no word on how much that'll cost, but the price tag of the boat itself is 500 million dollars. You yeah, know, I have to uh,
0: return an Amazon purchase later today. Yeah, and uh, I hope that doesn't slow down. I mean, the the cost of the return. I hope that doesn't slow yeah. down the cost of dismantling.
1: When they like, when they like, take the bridge apart, does somebody take a picture of that and then send it uh, that it was that it was done to Jeff Bezos, like to his account? Does he open it up and go, Oh yeah, the uh, the bridge has been dismantled. Thank you very much. We can move the yacht in. I don't know. I think it
0: was built by Ikea, so it's just got a simple Allen wrench to put it all together.
1: If he, if he orders the dismantling of this bridge in the next four hours and 36 minutes, do you think he can get this done by Saturday? You know? I don't know. Is, is he a Prime member? I think he is. I think he's the original Prime member. He doesn't even pay for the Prime membership. How about that? CNN boss Jeff Zucker was forced to resign yesterday after it was discovered that he was in a relationship with a colleague and didn't disclose it. Oh, uh, your distinguished no. career is over. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, the affair was outed during <laughs> CNN's investigation into Chris Cuomo's conduct. Yeah, see, here's the problem. When you have problematic employees, uh, before you start, you know, Accusing them of something, you might want to look to yourself. Yeah. Isn't that the those who live in glass houses don't shunt throw stones? But was
0: it was it Zucker who was yeah. uh, spearheading this investigation? I believe it
1: was. Alright, yeah. Well, he was one of them anyway. That's but what still.
0: that's the uh, I'm rubber your glue type uh, of thing.
1: Yes. Did you have an inappropriate did you touch somebody inappropriate? What about you, uh Jeff? Uh no, no, no. No. I'm not having sex with Samantha from accounting.
0: <laughs> apparently it was another executive yeah. that I was having uh,
1: sex with. All right. So it may have been a executive, peer. Executive sex. Well, it said collie. Usually when they say, like, if it's somebody below them, they say subordinate or something like that. Well, but I don't know. A... In his case, I don't know what's below him. Yeah, uh, everything. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Uh, Super Bowl commercials are already being released or teased ahead of game day because, you know, why not talk about something t- 14 days before it happens? Uh, and none of us can keep secrets. They include uh, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen for Lay's chips, Arnold Schwarzenegger for Zeus for BMW, and uh, or, or as Zeus for BMW, and Gwyneth Paltrow for Uber Eats. I haven't seen any of them yet. I uh, I plan to watch them one by one this entire weekend.
0: Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to uh, be surprised like everybody else on Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Yeah, I would do too. I want to. As soon as the commercial comes on, it's like shh. Ooh, be quiet. No,
0: Quidditch Paltrow was speaking.
1: All right, now when the game starts playing, go get the hot dogs. Do it the, do it the reverse way, you know. This is why,
0: you know, I, I hate having to go into the other room to get snacks during the Super Bowl. I really want it all laid out in front of me. Yeah. You know, prior to kickoff, so yeah. I, I don't have to do anything more than just lean over slightly.
1: Yeah, that's the. Way that's you how do I it. like
0: to do it. Or I just eat my uh, my Hormel chili dip from the. From a keg, you know, just put the keg between my knees with a big spoon.
1: That's the way to do it, man. That's you get it. the little drips down your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You I, wear a lobster bib, though, so you don't get yourself dirty.
0: I don't even care about the shirt at that point.
1: Uh, have you ever seen this Masked Singer show?
0: <sighs> yes, I have.
1: So is it like... Anybody it could be the masked person. I've never seen the show. I don't even I haven't even seen a trailer for it. I've uh, I've
0: seen it a couple of times yeah. like, you know, in between trying to get to another show as fast as possible. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's a celebrity under the mask and they sing and then uh,
1: the judges try to guess who who it the is. hell it might be. All right, so Ken Jeong and Robin Thicke walked off in protest while filming the masked singer singer when uh, Rudy Giuliani was unmasked.
0: Can uh, America's mayor actually sing?
1: I, I, who knows if he can sing or not? It was probably some. I don't. I didn't even see it. I don't know what the what the thing was. This is during filming, so it hasn't even aired yet. No word on what costume he was in. But the new season premieres on March 9th, so get ready for it. Uh, that'll be great. Hot buttons. NYU has a class on Taylor Swift. Yes. Hey! 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 Just think when you were getting down and out with all the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats in the world, you could have been getting down to this
2: sick beat.
1: It proposes to, quote, deconstruct both the appeal and aversions to Taylor Swift uh, through uh, close readings of her music and public disclosure as it relates to her own growth as an artist and a celebrity. Can you major... In Taylor Swift? No, you can't major in Taylor Swift. You can only put A minor. You know what I'm saying?
2: Bang! Bang!
1: Bang. Uh, you know, they do this a lot though. Like like colleges will do that like pop culture thing. You know, this class might not be offered in three or four years from now when right. the, the fizz when it has fizzled out. But, you know, they've done this before with uh, different pop culture Oh, yeah. Stuff. I mean,
0: you can you can take classes in college that will do you absolutely well, no good.
1: Who was the guy that we used to have on all the time from Syracuse University that was, like, the professor? And he was, like, the media guy. Remember? He was, like, the media guy. Oh, yeah, guy. yeah. He was like, great. He was great. and But he also offered, like, he would offer these weird, like, pop culture classes surrounding, like, media cons- consumption.
0: Why am I blanking on that guy's name? We had him on all the time.
1: I don't know. But you know what? Maybe we should get him back on again. If well, that'll be hard to do if we can't remember who it is. And if he's not dead, because it very well could be like <laughs> 10 years since we talked to the guy. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Aware Recovery Care of Massachusetts is... Rock
0: 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and the J. Giles Band on
1: Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today, uh, and then tonight it's going to change over to sleet and freezing rain.
2: Yippee! Yay, and then terrific. tomorrow
1: uh, is going to make for a messy commute. A high of 43 today, 37 for a high tomorrow. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. So next hour, we're going to be uh, we're going to talk about some fishing. We haven't talked about fishing on this show in a damn long time. No, we haven't. And uh, I'm not I'm not the fisherman type. But guess what? There's a lots of dudes out there that are the fisherman type. And uh, this guy Bobby Rose Beef yes has this podcast. Uh, called the uh, Jigs and Bigs.
0: Yeah, and they're uh, they're doing a live episode on Saturday at uh, at Nathan Bills, yeah. and they uh, they believe it's their 100th episode. So yeah. Bobby Rose Beef is going to join us next hour to talk about that, uh, and his co-host Sean the Fisherman. He, Sean's uh, I think out uh, angling right now, so uh, he won't be on. But uh, but Bobby Rose Beef coming up in about an hour
1: babe roast beef.
0: And next week, yeah. uh if I'm not mistaken, uh is when we will be talking to uh, sex experts. It's sex expert two, yeah, week it's next week. Two
1: sex experts in one week? I what I is this amateur hour? I
0: pretend I didn't hear that. Can we but get a co-host? <laughs> so the uh, the thing about, so we're having uh Laura Corn yeah. uh, on and uh, and Laura's great, but Laura doesn't really provide anything more than her book. She's yeah. just she sells her book and she sells it. Uh, she goes at it hard with oh, the yeah. uh, with the book, "A Thousand One Nights of Great Sex."
1: Yeah, and then uh, and then we got this other uh, other gal who comes on, a doctor. I don't even know if she's really a doctor, but she calls herself a doctor. I think she's got a PhD in being sassy. Uh, yeah, a, but there used to be a guy. There was a there was a show on NPR years ago, and it was called Doctor Science. Did you ever hear this? Vaguely. And it, it was like it was just one of these, like, you know, segments of little interesting fact kind of things, you know. Right. And, but the intro would be like, it's time for Dr. Science. And then it would say, Dr. Science is not a real doctor. And then the guy goes, <laughs> I have a master's degree in science. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Sadie Allison go... I have a doctor's degree. In. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, so apparently she's got uh, she's got a, a degree and yeah. uh, she is a doctor. We've had her on many many times, and the great thing about Sadie Allison is, is that Sadie Allison does send us stuff. Yeah. And uh, every year, uh, we get a box of of uh, of sex toys. Now, uh, I'm not saying uh, that uh, you and I are using them all the time. I'm not putting. I'm not putting your business out there, Steve. That's whatever you do behind yeah, closed doors I, I, I is your you what I do. your business completely. Yeah. But uh every year she sends toys. Now you may recall a couple years ago, yeah. we had a little incident here in the uh, at the station where
1: a dildo uh, was missing.
0: Yes, somebody in this building who we have not never been able to identify was rifling through our box of dildos and took took whatever yeah. they wanted like they were uh like like there was a sign on the box that said free. Well they were not free. Well, they
1: these were our dildos. There's something a little suspicious about this box and I'll tell you something with that too. You what's ready? up with that box? Well I'll tell you in a minute. Uh but she sends this stuff and she gives us a list of what's in here. Yeah. Now everything is in here. I did the uh the checklist if you will. You got uh, your Go Love CBD serum. That's your uh, your lube. Yep. And we'll go through all these things with, with Dr. Sadie. Right. But uh, I'm just showing you. You got the Joyride, which is the couple's double ring vibrator with, I can't even say that word, stimulator. And then uh, and then you... You can't say because you can't pronounce it? Or no, you can't I, say it because it get us in trouble? I think it'll probably get us in trouble. And you can't pronounce I it, can don't, you? don't. I don't. It rhymes with a female body part. Mulva, Celeste, <laughs> Bovary. <laughs> uh, you got the, the Moxie Panty Vibe, which is a magnet attachment for any panty and app-controlled uh, device. No so you, Yeah, so, uh, you know, you, you got your lady out there. You can have her put this and Get this. She gave us the panty. I'll be down. All right. So you put this little thing in the slot,
2: all right, yeah, right all here right. Inside,
1: okay. the, uh, inside the inside uh, the the lady part part of the underwear. Okay, and then you can control that from a distance with the app. Yeah, no app. Yeah. That's
0: fantastic.
1: And then you you got yourself here. Uh, I hope you like uh, fricasse because I got a rabbit for you. <laughs> I'll be damned! Look at that thing. Yeah, that's the magic rabbit. That's the uh, self thrusting with the uh, C tickler. I don't know what that means. I don't know what Tickles that means either. Sea. And then, uh, this is that remote control thing I was telling you about. Okay. And then, uh, let's see, what else we got in here? This is, oh, this is the second half of that. This is the remote. Oh, I see the thing. All right. Okay. And then, uh, then you got, oh, this one's like a, like a sucker. Like it, uh, oh, yeah, 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 sure. For the ladies. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one. What's that? This is uh this is one of these dual thing flickers. Gotcha. Right? Helps you, helps her. But look at the box.
0: Oh, it looks like it's been tampered yeah, with.
1: Yeah, it looks like either a mouse tried to eat it or somebody tried to open it.
0: Or someone tried to have make love to it. Yeah.
1: Listen. Now
0: are, are there two Wait. of everything in that box or do we have to or do we have to like uh, draw straws I
1: have to draw straws for some of this stuff i know well there's two uh panty vibe things so you can take one of those i guess all right there's all kinds of good stuff in here but we'll uh well this is exciting to sadie allison on monday
0: now Uh, yes yesterday the uh the box arrived at the radio station it came in a box Yeah. yeah and uh i took and i and and someone said to me Uh, in the office, oh, a box arrived for for Steve, something about sex toys. And I'm like, hmm, that's suspicious that that person would say something. I wonder if they may have rifled through a box in previous years. But then I thought, I'm not sure so much about that. So then I took a picture of the label and I sent it to you and I said, yeah. it's the greatest day of the year the bo- the yeah. day our sex toys arrive
1: and I was gonna go home but I was I was at a meeting yesterday yeah. you know, for work uh, outside of here mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you show me that and I'm like I better get back right now right now okay well, you can't trust these vultures upstairs not only did I have to get back for the uh for the toys but I also had to replace the full show on the website that I put up just Hollywood trash oh yeah yeah and by the way hey I then we're going all over the place with the conversation but yesterday, we played the day before's Hollywood Trash at 9.30. Oh, did we? Yeah. Well, remember we were having all these computer problems yeah, yesterday? Yeah, right. But I didn't even think of this, and I always feel, like, embarrassed when that happens because that just looks poor on my part for not oh, yeah. putting the, you know, the right file in. Oh, yeah, no, no, everybody here blames you. But then some guy wrote, goes, hey, nice play, Groundhog Day. You're doing the same thing from yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, that's what we were doing. It was a bit, and if you didn't get it, you're an idiot. <laughs> so it's not my fault. Yeah, it's part yeah. of. It's all intentional. So, uh, so, uh, yeah. So we'll talk to uh, Doctor Sadie on Monday yep. uh, about these sex toys. You know what we should
0: do next year? What 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 day of the week is uh, is uh, Groundhog's Day for next year?
1: It's uh would be well, I don't know well there's is it a bleep year this year
0: Yeah I don't know I don't know Let's let's it's just, gonna be
1: on a Tuesday probably
0: All right Let's say it's a Tuesday How about we either play yesterday's show in its entirety next Groundhog Day or we play the Monday show on that Tuesday in its entirety because it's Groundhog Day We could I, Yeah we could do that right We could. Wouldn't that be a kick in the no, face? No, no,
1: that would be horrible. That would be a horrible.
0: Wouldn't it be great if, like, you know, next February uh, second, we're talking about the Super Bowl between yeah. the Rams and Bengals, and it was like two years in a row?
1: Wouldn't that be wild? That would be very wild.
0: I think that would be hilarious. What if it
1: happens again?
0: That's never going to happen again. But if it does happen again, then we're going to seem like geniuses.
1: I don't know if we'll ever be seen as geniuses. Well,
0: all right, near geniuses. I'm willing to take a you know a fifty percent genius cut. You are, or a fifty percent genius increase, depending on how you want to view
1: me. Uh, I don't think you're you have any genius percentages. Uh, available not. to per-
0: you. Perhaps not. But in the uh, but in the uh, the guise of creativity, using next year's Groundhog's Day as a d- way to dump all this horrible material into one show i think it would be I mean, terrific
1: honestly with all the things we do the same around here we could run that dr sadie interview from last year and play it again <laughs> it would have the same content we, we could play it every week yeah. and no one would need to know
0: and then everyone would think my god they must
1: have so many sex toys between the two of them it's not that much div- difference than last year you know it's kind of the same stuff I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's
0: fair to get the same stuff every year. I it's mean, not. It's like, I mean, she, you're
1: not like wearing it out. This is this is different. This is a lot different. All right. She sent uh, more male self pleasure stuff like uh, probably three or four years ago. It's like she changes it every year. She sends us a new hodgepodge worth of stuff.
0: Now, uh, we'll have to thank her for uh, <coughs> for all that. And she's very excited to do the interview. Is that what she told you via email? I'm kidding. Can... Don't you think she says
1: that to everybody? She probably does. But so what?
0: Yeah, you're kind of right about yeah. that. Who cares? She's
1: se- she's selling sexy things.
0: Yeah. But i tell you what, her enthusiasm is greatly diminished compared to Laura Korn, who is
1: just out of her freaking mind. Well, she's she's wild. Gal. She is just out of her <laughs> And now, gorg. isn't she like, she got a boyfriend or she married or yeah, something she got a, now?
0: I, I think it's a brand new boyfriend. Yeah. You know, and she's uh, living it up now. And she's doing lots of research for an update of her book. So yeah. we'll talk to her next week too. Yeah,
1: maybe 102 nights of great sex.
0: It's 6:23 uh, with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. <laughs> Ever
1: wish you could see inside a potential employer's building before you?
0: Mass News 11 at 11.
1: It's 6:26 uh, with Bax
0: and Nagel and Rock 102.
1: It is uh, gonna be uh, rainy today, and then tonight, not so nice. It's gonna mix in with the sleet and freezing rain, and then make for a very messy commute tomorrow morning. And a high of uh, thirty-seven for tomorrow. It's thirty-nine right now in downtown Springfield. Um,
0: uh, as we told you, we are talking to uh, Bobby Roast Beef, who's actually been you know in the in the Springfield area, Springfield yeah. uh, you know media for years. Now he's got himself a brand new podcast, a fishing podcast, yeah. and uh, it's actually very impressive. You know if you like if you like he, fishing he's uh
1: he's one of those guys I've known I've known him for quite a few years I mean I've known him as like a professional for uh, quite a few years sure. it's not like we're friends and we hang out probably because he doesn't want to hang out with me but that's okay uh anybody who's successful says finally says no I don't want to hang out with Steve angle anymore <laughs> um but he's uh he's he's uh, gained uh, quite a bit of success from yeah. the, from this podcast and it's pretty interesting it's all about fishing he started it during the pandemic and we'll find out more about that coming up. After 7 o'clock. Very cool. In the meantime, let's laugh. Oh, yeah, right. Let's Jackson laugh!
0: O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of
1: humor. On Rock 102. Joke of
0: Day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years' complimentary maintenance remain is Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's
1: no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Hey, now, don't,
0: don't you start. What do you mean? Yelling at me.
1: I'm not yelling. Yeah. Had <laughs> quite enough of that. Yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Karen goes to the doctor, not feeling well. Karen. Yeah. D- the doctor says, "Hey, Karen." Uh, or no, no. Do- wait, wait. It's Karen that's talking to the doctor. Okay. Right. And she's a doctor. I've not been feeling well lately. And the doctor says, "Well, Karen, I've looked at your lab reports, and I'm afraid I have some bad news." And she goes, "Don't give me this lab nonsense." I believe in homeopathic medicine, faith-based approaches, and healing crystals. All my life, they've never failed me. Now, will you do things my way, or do I need to speak to the manager? And the doctor says, "Sure, we'll do things your way. No need to raise your temper." Uh, we don't. Uh, why don't we try an astrology-based approach? Right? Astrology. Yeah, and she goes, "Finally, a sensible approach." And uh, the doctor says, "So, what's your star sign?" She goes cancer and he goes well what a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> and he has he cancer has cancer <laughs> and laughter <laughs> is the best medicine well that one guy laughed <laughs> well he had cancer
2: <laughs> booyah
0: bax and o'brien 631 Backson bax and nagle on rock 102 it's time for news and it is brought to you by serve you locksmith they got a key for that st james avenue in springfield Or at serveyoulocksmith.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, Bax. Uh, Springfield Fire Department was on the scene of a kitchen fire that broke out just after 7 p.m. last night. Uh, They were called to 414 Chestnut Street for the kitchen fire on on floor number 11. Must be that Chestnut Towers building. Must be. Uh, The fire was quickly extinguished and there were no reports of injuries at the site of the fire. The Arson and Bomb Squad is investigating. Uh, 22 News will not bring you updates when they get them. Is it safe to assume that dinner was ruined? I would uh, probably say dinner was ruined. Oh no, this is another building down the street. This is uh, like towards the end of uh, Chestnut, like like you, towards the hospital. Like, like, but before you, you know, you were it, it, there's that big church. There's a big church on Chestnut Street. Is that yeah, church? Uh, is yeah. It Chestnut. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: no, there's a big church on. It's Chestnut.
1: before you cross the Carew Street to get to the Bay State. It's like right there. I, I it's like okay in yes. that area. Right. right. Yes. Uh, so. It wasn't the Chestnut Towers, as I, as I, but thought
0: it's, an, of. it's another at least 11 story, 11 story building, building. A and, pi- and one and one apartment with the with nothing to eat for dinner.
1: That's true. A Pittsfield man has died after a homicide incident Tuesday night on King Street in Pittsfield.
0: Steve, it's pronounced
1: Pittsfield. You ever been there? I have. Yeah, well, we should maybe think about pronouncing that differently. According to Berkshire District t- Attorney Spokesperson. <laughs> Andy McKeever, Pittsfield Police, were called to King Street around 11.39 p.m. Tuesday for a 911 call. They found 39-year-old Jarek Black of Pittsfield dead uh, from a serious injury. While suffering from a serious injury, he was taken to a nearby hospital where he was later pronounced dead. The cause and manner of Black's death is still being investigated by the Office of the Chief of Medical Examiner. State police assigned to the Berkshire District Attorney's Office, Berkshire County's Office, and uh, Pittsfield Fire Department and District Attorney Andrea Harrington assisted in the incident. That's a. It's kind of a dangerous place out there, out in the Berkshires. In Pittsfield. In Pittsfield. Yes. Hey, you said it right. Good for you. I I said. I said Pittsfield. I'm glad you weren't gonna harp on that childish behavior, calling it that other thing you were calling it. Now you're calling a pit. Thank you, Bax. I'm glad you did that. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. You know, I'm always happy to help. You know what it is? People get confused on which one of us is talking. So yeah. if I tell you that it was you that said that, then i so not going to blame me. It's you. Yeah. You know
0: what? That's very clever of you, you backstabbing
1: bastard. Well, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, a local flower shop has transitioned from selling online only to now opening a storefront at Thorns Marketplace in Northampton. You can go from an online only. For selling flowers? Uh, Yeah, you could do that. These flowers are different uh, from what you might buy at a chain store. These flowers are grown and harvested for farmland in Hadley, making them really as fresh as they could possibly be. Flower Shop Many Graces has joined the uh, Thorns Marketplace in Northampton with a new storefront offering customers fresh flowers grown right there in Hampshire County. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool.
0: You know where I've had actually uh, good luck buying uh, flowers uh, inexpensively? Yeah, FCD as you know when you when you buy flowers you know they can sometimes be very pricey and if you have them delivered they can be even pricier this is going to sound crazy you can get flowers dirt cheap at a big y and they last for a good long period of time
1: i know i uh i uh my girlfriend works in in a in a grocery store yeah and i say and i say when i bring her flowers i just go grab stuff from the floral department and say look look what i brought you listen you can keep these nice and fresh for weeks if you just go back over to that section over there and put them right in the bag. <laughs> I don't even have to buy them. I'm not even leaving the store. Man, you're beautiful. so beautiful. You're so romantic. Yeah. Oh, man. They
0: say chivalry is dead.
1: Casanova. That's what my name should be.
0: I mean, you know, we, we try to have flowers in the house when, uh, whenever we can. And you know, if, you, I'm, if I'm going to go buy like a gallon of milk and a block of cheese like I am wont to do, uh, you know, a good uh, $7 bouquet of flowers. It's easy as just walking right past that that little uh, that little frozen section, and boom, I got flowers
1: ready to go home. What about gas station flowers? You like those? The ones that are sold individually and in plastic wrapped? Oh, yeah. I like those. The ones that are, like, probably three years old and still haven't, the preservatives haven't fallen off of them yet?
0: Man, I'll tell you what. There, there's something about romance and chemicals that go hand in hand.
1: A uh, winter storm warning is in effect for Franklin County, Western Hampshire County, Northern Berkshire County, and a winter weather advisory is in effect for Hampden County, Eamster Hampshire County, and Southern Berkshire County uh, tonight through Friday evening for the chance of rain transitioning to ice and snow, creating slippery travel. This is what I hate about the winter. It's like the one week after another now, and we're probably going to get this all the way up until March. Right. You know, with, I, this is, I just this is, I hate February. I mean, I know you do because you got married, whatever. I'm just talking about, like, Mm weather-wise,
0: February sucks. Yeah, but you know what, Steve? Uh, You know, we live in New England, and we get this every single year. Yeah. And, you know, every year we uh, we forget how to drive in it. We get uh, all angry. But the fact of the matter is we come from the land of the ice and snow. Come from to the land of the ice and snow. From the midnight sun where the hot springs flow. From the midnight
2: sun where the hot springs
0: flow. The hammer of the gods. Yeah, I'm not gonna say we that. drive our ships to new oh, lands. Oh, we do. To fight the horde. Sing and cry. That's, uh, is that the who? No, it's the Carpenters. Oh, I thought But was- you remember when uh, Karen Carpenter used to belt that out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh.
1: After she gave up her lunch,
0: right? (laughs) When you mean give up your lunch, it's not like she handed the bag lunch to somebody else. It's like she gave up the lunch over a toilet.
1: She had a bag that she gave her lunch (laughs) back into. Uh, Dollar Tree Stores, Inc., doing business as Family Dollar, was fined $1.5 million in penalties for more than 3,900 violations of the state's meal break laws, according to Attorney General Maura Healey. Wait a minute. You can't get a meal break at a Family Dollar.
0: Well, I mean, uh, everyone is entitled to a break, right? Isn't that uh, by law you get to, like a certain amount of time off? To... Yeah, I
1: believe those are labor laws that they have been. That's put in what place, they
0: call them, right? You have
1: to get a break between a certain time. Those
0: are the same time. laws that prevent you from like uh, employing children below a certain age, right?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, there you go. Uh, yeah.
1: Child labor laws or something. Yes. Like An investigation into Family Dollar began after the Attorney General's Fair Labor Division received multiple complaints that employees were not given proper meal breaks because of persistent staffing shortages. It was determined from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen the company routinely cut the necessary payroll hours, leaving stores understaffed. This resulted in hundreds of employees being able to leave their stores or take meal breaks. According to the news release sent to uh, the press, the AG's office uh, said employees were routinely required to remain on store premises even when they were able to punch out for meal breaks. Any requirement to remain on store premises is considered working time and a violation of the law. Yeah, you sh- if you punch out, you don't- you're not working. As long as you're back in the allotted time that they give you, right. then you shouldn't be penalized for that.
0: I never worked a job where I had to punch out. You ever work in a job? Well, yeah, the railroad you probably did, right?
1: You had to, uh, I don't know. It was like, you didn't have to punch out for lunch. But if you, this, I told, we, we had this discussion about unions and all this. Stuff, yeah, right. That uh, if you didn't get the lunch between either the fourth and fifth hour, mm-hmm. then you then got paid for the lunch. Regardless if you had a half an hour to yourself later on in the day. Right. See the only so a lot of these guys would do would go. Oh, I'm working between my fourth and fifth hour of lunch. Right. And then they would put the half hour in, even though they waited 15 minutes to decide that where they could have taken the break. It's it, I don't know, it's, it, it happens everywhere. Right. I
0: Right. See, I mean, the only time I ever worked in a union shop was at a television station in Providence, yeah. and uh, we didn't we didn't punch in or punch out ever, yeah. and so. Like we would do, like a, the like the, the early morning news, and then it would you know go over to uh, the Today Show, and so all of us production humps would go across the street, and uh, and pick up our breakfast, mm-hmm. because it was a great breakfast place across the uh, across street from the right. from the building. Well, we we never submitted time that said that we were out of the building. We were just literally across the street picking up uh, picking up our breakfast, and yet there was no there was like no real rule. I always thought you you you'd go in with a with a little, the cardboard uh, you know ticket and you put it into the machine stamps the the, the ticket and you say you're checked in or you're checking out. Yeah. We never we never had that. It was a very yeah. loose
1: type of union. We had to we had to punch in and punch out, but we didn't have to punch out for lunch. That was yeah. the only time we didn't have to punch out for. But there are lots of workplaces that do. I know. You got to punch out for a break, you know, your 15 minute break, you punch out.
0: I wish we could take a 15 minute break. We do. No,
1: we don't. When?
0: Uh, well,
1: when we're I mean, playing what? Bon Jovi between uh, nine ten and well, the uh, longest Bon Jovi
0: song we play is five minutes. That's well, it. Well, I'm
1: just saying. There's that music in between uh, at nine o'clock after nine o'clock between nine ten and nine thirty five. Oh,
0: we... I, I don't. I don't take a break. I'm working right till the end. I can yeah. barely put my nose to the grindstone.
1: I think you're foolish, isn't it? Is what I think you're full of, Steve. That's my yeah. busiest
0: hour. I get more done during the nine o'clock hour than any other hour during the day.
1: Didn't I see you down at Shelburne Falls at nine thirty-two yesterday? No,
0: I didn't get to Shelburne Falls until eleven fifteen.
1: Oh, really? You were yes. Here, you were here an hour and fourteen minutes past your time, were you?
0: Yes. Yeah. And actually, I came back because I had coffee with the with my daughter Sophie, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, and then you know a- after that, I, I really had to go to the bathroom. I had a lot right. of coffee in me, and then I came back here, went to the bathroom, picked up a package, and then went <coughs>
1: back out. Wait a second. I was just lying. Did you really go for coffee here in town yesterday? <laughs> yes, I really did. Oh, I was just
2: joking. No, no. I just, no. It's like, I, I just you know, assumed. I was kind that of
1: surprised that you, you you knew that. I was thought, well, maybe he's spying on me. No, maybe I wasn't. I was just making an assumption. Well, because you like that place, so you go there, and you, uh, you like to sit and relax and watch all the hipsters in and out the door.
0: I'm starting to think you're obsessed with me. That's what I'm thinking. You're yeah. stalking my every move.
1: Yeah, I really, I really have no interest in what you do. I wouldn't think anybody outside would outside of this place. I wouldn't
0: think anybody would be all that inter- I'm not that interesting.
1: Well, you're a little bit interesting,
0: don't you think? Am I being interesting now? No. See, my that's my point. Could could you
1: try to be a little bit more interesting?
0: <sighs> maybe after eight o'clock. Maybe uh, at, maybe in after nine. That is my most productive hour.
1: Uh, we talked about this yesterday when it was happening. Uh, groundhog Day, of course. Tony Phil did see the shadow, which means more winters coming. Coming, you know, six more weeks according to the groundhog.
0: I think exactly. I think... or, or
1: the calendar.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. accurate thirty nine percent of the time. That's uh, garbage. This is... Adam Stremko is more more accurate. This thirty nine percent.
1: Oh yeah, he's not that accurate at all. This is uh, good news for people who love winter, and it's not terrible news for people who don't because Phil is wrong more than he's right. Weather is different everywhere, but impartial analysis put his accuracy at about 39%. You said it's 46 yesterday, I thought.
0: After 1988, uh, but overall, since they, since they started doing this uh, phony sham, yeah, it's 46% since 1988, but overall it's 39%.
1: In a new poll, 58% of people say they trust Punxsutawney Phil to tell the truth, or at least the various groundhogs who've been called Punxsutawney Phil. Who is putting their trust in into an unreliable rodent.
0: Who is stupid enough to really believe there's validity in this charade?
1: Listen, Bex, we got people out there believing that you can swallow horse uh, cream to cure yourself. A horse from dewormer? horse dewormer right. from, uh, for, from, to make you better. Uh, there's lots of people out there who would believe in an animal to tell them the truth.
0: I, I know, a, a, I've been up close to a mm. lot of animals, and I don't know them to be particularly truthful.
1: Uh, 25% of people say they strongly believe Phil would be correct. Uh, they didn't say why. Because uh, they're idiots. Worth. Yeah, they are. For what it's worth, Phil has seen a shadow and predicted a long winter 106 times now, dating back to 1887. He's predicted early spring 20 times, and 10 years of records are missing. That's just to throw off the stats.
0: What's up with the uh, the 10 years of records that are missing? That's what
1: I like to know about. That
0: sounds it. like a very uh, dubious conspiracy. Oh,
1: dubious indeed. Yeah, what what the hell how would you miss that somebody just Maybe they had like one guy who was uh, the record keeper. Yeah. And he had the uh, you know, he's one of these guys that kind of just got the job because he knew somebody and he really wasn't good at it. Yeah. You know, you're the recorder. Okay. Uh, hey, what happened at the uh what happened at the event today? I don't know. Well, didn't you write it down? No. That's your job.
0: I haven't written it down for 9 other years. I
1: got this job for, yeah, I know, I got this job for another <laughs> 9 years.
0: You know, um all they really have to do to be sure is just you know go back and listen to the radio podcast for those 10 that 10 year span. I guess it's every radio station in the country feels compelled to to talk about it.
1: Well, it's become one of these things where isn't it weird how we have this tradition? Like, somebody came up with this. Hey, yeah. let's uh, let's take a groundhog, and uh, if, his, uh, sh- if he sees his shadow, that means we're going to have six more weeks of winter. If he doesn't, that means we're going to have an early spring. There
0: used to be a publication. I don't even know if they still uh, publish it. But they used to come up with this book every year called The Chase's Almanac of Events. And radio stations would all spend a lot of money to get it. And it would have, uh, you know, your normal holidays, your Christmas, your New Year's, 4th of July, you know, Groundhog mm-hmm. Day. But every single day of the year, was there would be this list of annual events. Yeah. So, like, you say, hey, today happens to be uh, Eggplant Day. Oh,
1: yeah. listen. I can... And I'm like,
0: yeah. and radio stations would make a big deal. It's Eggplant Day. No one knew it was Eggplant Day. We but did. Chase has said, and we... we were following it like it was gospel.
1: I'm glad you brought Idiotic. that. Idiotic. Because we we do that. We have we have the ability to do that. Uh, where, where's the? There's this thing on here. Oh, okay. Here's some random facts for today. You ready? Okay. Uh, they give you all these, these things, but sometimes they do. Hey, it's an International Pancake Day, or you know, like you were just saying, like there's always some sort of holiday surrounding something.
0: Social media yeah. does this all the time. Not too long ago, like like two weeks ago, it was National DJ Day. Ooh. And every radio idiot was out there, you know, pu- you know putting uh, old pictures of themselves, you know, yeah. you know, wearing a stained radio station T-shirt, smelling like cigarettes and shame. Yeah, you know, <laughs> smelling like you know personal defeat. You know, that's what they were doing, as as if we really deserved, you know, praise and admiration. But- if you know radio people uh, personally, you know that's not the case.
1: Well, they uh, they still do that.
0: I know we still
1: do that. Uh the guy that used to work here years ago just did it, tagged a bunch of us in it, remember? Yes. Uh, Mr. Mike, whatever his name, whatever yeah, that guy. Yes. That used to work on the other station right. over there. He he does that every year. He's uh he's always he's like the the reunion coordinator. I he's know. the one that tries and to tag all the old radio people in the post and go, hey guys, you remember this great time we had back in the day? You know, the funny part about
0: it is yeah. I really like that guy. I do, too. And every and every time there is a reunion and he's around, I'm always happy to see him. But I'm never going to be that guy that to, to, to follow in his footsteps uh, and tag everybody I know because it's National DJ Day.
1: Well, sometimes when you don't make it as far as you'd like to make it, uh, you got to tag on the coattails of other people. Oh, come people on. He's, and... he's had a very long I'm story just career. He's a come good on he's guy. A very,
0: he's, a, he's a good fella. Uh,
1: your Pioneer Valley forecast. That's
0: thing. it? It's yeah, I guess that's it's
1: it. It's 6.48. What do you, do you want me to keep going? Nah, keep it's going. all right. We were having such a great conversation. I just didn't want that's to That's why it was like you were ending it, and I'm like, wow, we were on such a roll. Oh, I need a 15-minute break, actually, to tell you the truth. It's uh, going to be rainy today, and then uh, turning over to sleet and freezing rain by late tonight and a high of 44 tomorrow. Sleet and freezing rain for most of the day and a high of 36, looking at 39 right now. In downtown Springfield, I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Hawk, it's 6.55 in the Rolling Stones on Rock 102.
1: Going to be uh, mostly rainy today, but warm, high of 44, but then tonight, not so good. Things change over to sleet and freezing rain going to make for a very messy commute tomorrow. Winter storm warning will be in effect until midnight tomorrow night. It's uh, 39 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: As uh, most of you probably already know, bourbon, barbecue, and blues this Saturday at the uh, Delaney House in Holyoke. Uh Is sold out,
1: and it's on like Donkey Kong. It's
0: on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. I'll be I'll be there, uh, you know, jamming barbecue into my face all night long. Uh, we're giving you one last chance to win tickets. So just go to rock102.com and enter before noon tomorrow, February 4th. We'll choose a winner at random. It's your chance, your last chance to win tickets to Bourbon Barbecue and Blues from Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock.
1: Uh, I'm reading the story. Uh... You know, people are applying for jobs everywhere. Yes. You know, Uh, A woman in South Carolina named Zania Jones applied for a job at a grocery store a while back, and the manager tried to call her to offer her an interview, right? Right. But he got to her voicemail and decided to cancel the offer because her greeting message was too jokey. Too jokey? Yes. It starts with her singing, what's up, what's up, what's up, and then she (laughs) says the normal leave your name stuff, but it ends in a jokey way, too. He left her a message and said that if you apply for a job, you should make sure your voicemail is more professional than that. Then he said there was no need for her to call back and hung up. It happened back in 2020, but it's going viral now after she posted both uh, both audio clips on TikTok. Uh, Some people think uh, he was right. Others don't think that it was that unprofessional and say Zania dodged a bullet because he's clearly a jerk. Uh I don't know. I mean does does I every it, I think it depends on the level of what you're applying for. I honestly right. do. If you're like let's say you're uh, you're a therapist and you're an intake coordinator for some sort of drug and alcohol rehab or right. something like that. And if uh if you on your voicemail going, "Hey, <laughs> I'm not available right now. I'm at the bar till 5, but leave a message." <laughs> You're probably not going to get the job. Right. But if you leave a professional message saying, hi, my name is Steve, uh, I'm sorry. I, I have a very professional voicemail when you call my phone. Yeah. See, I, I don't
0: think I ever actually recorded a message for my voicemail. Yeah. It's just, you know, the standard computer-generated boring one. But you ever call Tom Cotter on his cell phone? Mm, no. I yeah, I've gonna, never called, got,
1: No, I've only texted him.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Years ago, and I this I mean, it's quite a while ago. I, uh, I had to leave a voicemail for Tom and uh you know it's it starts off with uh if you're looking for and he and, and all of a sudden you hear Tom in yeah. the background Tom Carter's cell phone <laughs> and it goes on and
1: on and on and it was it was hilarious yeah.
0: But he's a comedian, so you kind of expect that.
1: Yeah, I have I have a home number that I never use. The home number is really only for in case of like a nine one one emergency or something, and you can't get to a cell phone. Right. Uh, But I did leave a voicemail, even though nobody has the number except many telemarketers for some reason.
0: Actually, all the telemarketers.
1: All the telemarketers have them, and uh, even even it's actually somebody's old number from the town of Chester. (laughs) So I keep getting updates through the town of Chester on it. Anyway, I uh, I, um, I I left my messages like, yo, we can't take your call right now. Tell him what to do, boo. And then the lady comes <laughs> on and goes, to leave your message, press one. You know, whatever the instruction. You got to have fun with it. As if your that,
0: boo thing is helping you with your but, message.
1: But that would be like a, a a person like us applying for like a comedy job. That would be funny, yeah, like you know it's, it depends on what you do
0: yeah, if you were if you were applying for a fortune five hundred job as a mm-hmm. as an executive, uh, I mean, you're probably never gonna get a second call. Yeah, but dudes like not. us, bars set very, very low.
1: oh, we. We don't have to. We don't even have a bar anymore.
0: It's 659. Bobby Roast Beef, the podcaster from the Jigs and Biggs Podcast. We'll be talking to him in just a few minutes on Rock 102.
1: Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is sold out. Thanks to all our sponsors: Country Hyundai, Country Nissan, Northampton Volkswagen, Volvo Cars Pioneer Valley, Genesis of Northampton, Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, SavageFarmCBD.com, and the Delaney House. And thanks to you. Stay tuned for more exciting events. In 2022 from rock 102 springfield's classic rock
3: it's that time of the year again flu season getting vaccinated against the flu and covid 19 can help keep you your family and your community healthy you can even get both vaccines at the same time visit mass.gov flu shot to learn more now more than ever we need to do our part to prevent the spread of illnesses like the flu getting a flu shot will lower the chances of a serious illness and help keep you and your loved ones out of the hospital now's the time
0: rock 102 springfield's classic rock 7 11 and journey on rock 102
1: uh it's gonna be rainy today with a high of 44 and then changing over to sleet and freezing rain uh, by late tonight uh, tomorrow gonna make for a messy commute as the winter storm warning will be in effect until midnight tomorrow and a high of 36 it's 39 right now in downtown springfield you know they used to call me back in the day, uh, Steve. Uh, Stevie P Flap. No kidding. Never stuck though. That's kind of stuck. surprised. Yeah, that know. would have been a moniker. It's I would
0: have. That would have really had traction. Might
1: have a good name like uh, like a food.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, Bobby Rose Beef has been uh, in the area for an awful long time. In fact, you've probably have seen him at other events where he's done trivia and everything mm-hmm. else, and he does mobile DJing. But he also is the co-host of a very cool podcast, the Jigs and Bigs Podcast. It's all about fishing, and he's on the phone with us right now good morning bobby how are you
3: i'm doing great how are you guys today
1: good man so tell us how uh you came up with this idea for the podcast you you were telling me the other day you came up with this uh in the beginning of the pandemic
3: yeah well um i you know about march 2020 my calendar freed up um indefinitely uh, for quite a while (laughs) yours too uh, that's what an unusual thing to hear yeah um about the only thing i was able to do that time was what i love most and that was fishing so i, I kind of embraced the free time and so, i've always wanted to get into that uh fishing content creation sort of circle mm-hmm. but i wasn't exactly sure what number one what platform i wanted to utilize and then uh i never really had the time because I've, I've got a lot happening with events and things like that right so i, I I used this opportunity and it was sort of like okay, you know, pretty bleak times back then, you know, when my entire business had disappeared. I decided I was going to just do what I what I what I do and go to a podcast. I figured I would make something that somebody might want to listen to while they were out on the
0: water. Now, it's ultimately the goal. So, you know, here's the uh, the interesting thing. So, you know, you come up with this yep. idea. Now you're uh, you're 100 episodes in and in fact uh, yep. to the point and it's grown to the point where you're doing your 100th episode live this Saturday mm-hmm. at, uh, at Nathan Bills. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. And the be- actually, the best part about it is this is twofold. We're celebrating the 100th uh, episode, but the, the, really what we're using this for is a, a launch pad to um, sort of get ready for the, uh, the OSEG uh, Sportsman Show at the Big E. Uh, we're doing a live episode there as well. So, we need to practice this before we get there. Right. And uh, we figured the 100th episode lining up it was just, it was meant to be. So, we figured we'd go for it. But the other cool thing is, all last year, we run online uh, uh, CPR, catch photo and release tournaments nationwide. And uh, a large portion of, of the uh, income that came in from that, we've turned around to make Massachusetts fishing spots great again. And we're. We're going to be presenting them with a giant check that night. So that event the, the on Saturday night at Nathan Bills, yeah. that's actually a fundraiser for them, and we're, we're going to be making a pretty sizable donation to that amazing organization.
1: Oh, awesome. Hey, uh, you know, speaking of fishing, uh, I was just reading a story yesterday yep. about this guy doing magnet fishing. Have you heard about this?
3: Oh, yes,
2: I have.
1: <laughs> oh, I am so fascinated by this. It's, it's basically yeah. you take a rope. And you get this big heavy magnet on it, and you know, like, yeah. you go to like a waterway, like a river, like over a, like a bridge or right. something, and you drop the magnet down, and you see what you pull up. Well, this guy pulls up uh, like some sort of sniper rifle.
2: uh yep.
1: Yesterday, did you read? Did you see that story? <laughs> I think I did see that. Yeah. One. yeah. You, you hear about that all the time. Do you get into talking about magnet fishing? Uh, and, and, and does fishing game have a limit?
3: Uh, you know, I wonder. I, I'll bet you fishing game does have a limit on shopping carts. I'm willing. To. No, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure they to. do.
1: But I, I was thinking. About, I was. I, I know we're getting off uh, topic of the the actual fishing thing. But I I, I thought about yep. when they when they drained Water Shops pond and they found all the like an old car and a
0: like a whole a, whole stack of cars. Yeah, an right. old uh,
1: nuclear reactor exactly. was under there, and you know all those things. And uh, I was like that's kind of cool. That's the kind of stuff that's in here. You know, people drop rings and. And all kinds of things into water sources. So, uh,
3: hey. jewelry, mobile electronics, you yeah. name it. Yeah. So, have
1: you, have, you del- have you delved into that yet?
3: I haven't yet.
1: This, you know what?
3: <laughs> Can I be Put on that. your
1: podcast and we'll talk
3: about magnet fishing? I'd love it. Let's just, right. You know what? Let's, let's make a day of it. Let's yeah. go out and magnet fish. Yeah. Then magnet but, fish the Hoyo Canal. That,
1: that's exactly <laughs> what I say. We'll do this in like a month or two. We'll go out and get, to, get some heavy magnets and some rope. And, there you uh, go. Me and Bobby Rose Beef will be magnet fishing off the South End Bridge. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. This is uh, Bobby Rose Beef on the phone with us from the, uh, the Jigs and Bigs podcast, which is available on, on Apple Podcasts. I'm sure other places, too. But... I want to ask you about the, 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 the podcast because, you know, you know yep. I'm, I'm doing a bit of it of, of myself. And, and obviously, you know, some podcasts are out there and, and they grow very quickly and exponentially. And then some of them just sit there and don't do much. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's not been the case for you guys. You guys have actually gotten some traction here. You got, you know, Patreon. People are, are contributing. You're making money on this thing. And you're getting a lot of people who are who are listening to it as if you know for whatever reason you know fishing and outdoor sporting uh, is maybe an underserved category of, of of interest for people
3: oh definitely it is and in the last two years it's grown significantly there's so many young people that now find the outdoors cool it's you know I mean video games and stuff and all that that's always going to be an interest technology always but there's something about like what I consider the Instagram generation, they're kind of relating more to the outdoors than than and I think anybody would have expected.
0: See, my I think uh, like my kids, I don't think they even know where the outdoors are located.
3: <laughs> I thought that way about my kids too, but they, they know. <laughs> Sometimes they just pick and choose, you know.
0: I mean, they, they see a door, yeah. but they're not exactly sure what's behind it.
1: But you're right, not though. I mean, it all. With with everybody being home for so long, that probably piqued a yeah. lot of interest for people going out. I remember going out to uh, like these places. I I obviously live in the hill towns, and and mm-hmm. I would take my kids to these like places that nobody would ever normally go to. But you'd go because everybody had nothing to do. These places were packed, and these people were like you know oh, fishing. Yeah. They were they were hiking they were doing all these things and it was kind of like uncomfortable going you ruined my camp spot now cuz you're you're here <laughs> but uh yeah the the peaked interest in fishing and outdoors uh, stuff probably had a lot to do with the pandemic and you capitalized on that good for you
2: oh yeah, yeah. and
3: i you know the industry as a whole it's funny this this last weekend there was the uh, there was this expo in Boxborough mass a fishing yeah. expo and i don't know if you guys were aware but there was a little bit of snow that had occurred and especially on the eastern part of the (laughs) state they got hammered so much that some of one of the partners uh a marina uh that we partner with in connecticut three bells outfitters we worked alongside with them in their booth and they actually closed up shop on saturday because it was just it was just crazy so i was at this expo but that day in all the snow Because of all that interest, it spawned all these new anglers, where now there's this uh, movement that's known as the big swim bait sort of community in the fishing world. And these are folks that will go out and drop literally hundreds of dollars on one single lure that they'll throw. And then some of these guys will turn around and sell them on eBay for thousands of dollars. And it was happening right there at the expo. And it's almost like the treehouse brewing of fishing, that, that sort of world there. You know, it's taken it to like that next level. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. So, I mean, the, the capitalizing on it. I mean, the, the industry has done better, I think, than it has in years.
2: You know, it,
3: it's
0: it's interesting. Again, yeah, Bobby Rose Beef on the phone was from the uh, the Jigs and Bigs uh, podcast. You know, it's interesting. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people, especially maybe in like a in the more uh, you know metropolitan areas of of, of Western yep. Mass, don't necessarily get involved so much with uh, the outdoor sporting you know aspect of it. But you know, when you go you know, to other parts of New England or in the hill towns. I mean, you know, we got a place up in, in Vermont and you see all the, all the people in which, you know, everything from, you know, snowmobiling to fishing, to hunting, to you know everything, yep. uh, you know, the amount of people that are in it and the amount of money, money they, they, they spend to do it. This is a huge oh, yeah. money making uh, sector here. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just think of uh, you know when we go up to to uh, to Vermont uh, you know in the in the spring and the summertime you know it everybody yep. is outdoors and everybody is 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 fishing and they're out there and they and they're and they're and they're really getting into it, it it's mm-hmm. it's amazing that you know these aren't just you know poor people you know sitting on a on a raft on a river these are people who are spending tens of thousands of dollars on equipment every oh, single yeah. year
3: it's yep, huge right. money yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bananas.
0: Yeah. So I mean, what? So like, uh, when you're out, what do you? Uh, what do you do? Know? What kind of? What kind of boat you on? Are you uh, the? What, what kind of fishing are you doing?
3: So I, I almost exclusively for years was doing bank fishing everywhere, and I would fish almost any body of water. In those urban areas, I would try. I've caught fish out of you know uh, the least likely of spots just to try it out. But lately, I've really taken into and what's growing in popularity and making that next level of fishing a little bit more accessible is kayak fishing. Oh. Um, kayak, kayak fishing, I think is, is like, it's like the gateway drug to buying, you know, to, to getting into <laughs> so much, Yeah, you know, and, and our listeners, they're, they're from all different angles. There's, you have folks that just the, the weekend warriors, which they're, that is the largest group. The, the folks that just go out there recreationally and have fun, have an adventure and do their thing. But kayak fishing is something they can achieve. You don't need to drop, you know, $80,000 on this giant bass boat or something like that. They can get into it for a fraction of that. Yeah,
1: okay. And then, what you know, about a fat guy got like co- me who's going to buy the big, giant kayak? That's expensive,
2: Bobby.
3: <laughs> Steve, Steve, you and I know you know that I'm a larger man than <laughs> yeah. you are. And I managed to get my, my portly behind. All right.
2: If you can do it, kayak. I can do
3: it. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you. In fact, I can, I can, and I have awful balance, I can stand on my kayak. It's still... Far more affordable than getting into a boat, like even at that level. And you know what, what's what's crazy about it is, from that it goes in all different directions. The podcast is actually uh, my co-host Sean the Fisherman, which we have a history. We've been friends for years. Yeah. Um, he has started a uh, kayak fishing tournament trail on the western side of the state, where he's basically running uh, Massachusetts Kayak Bass in the western division. Mm. And they've had, you know, full events for just about everything that they've done. It's been pretty remarkable. The competitive side for fishing is even even more insane.
1: I bet you I'd win the master baiting part of I that contest. I bet you would. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> You're right. damn right there. Because
0: yeah, he's, he's a chronic chronic fisherman when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the Saturday night at Nathan Bills, uh, yep. In East Forest Park, it's your 100th episode live. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. be a, a live event. Uh, what have you got to, What do you got planned for it?
3: So we're going to do, uh, obviously, we're going to do the check presentation for Make Massachusetts Fishing Spots. Great again. Excited about that. We've got a couple of our favorite segments, and I should mention that our podcast is very much not safe for work. We're fishing tips <laughs> and stuff, but we're also <laughs> a lot of entertainment. So there's definitely some language. Uh, we say that to everybody we talk to. Uh, that inquires about the show, but we've got uh, three different New England-based—I uh, would call them extreme anglers—that are are on YouTube. They've got a growing audience. We've got uh, Becca Yasin fishing with Becca from YouTube. We've got uh, Todd grubb fishing Grubs. He's also on YouTube. He's also a uh, saltwater fisherman. He works on a party boat and does amazing trips out for for tog and for all types of different saltwater species. We've got a, a newcomer in the YouTube world, Noelle Roth. She's based in
2: New Hampshire.
3: We got to meet her at the expo. And we're gonna do a little like round table, ask me anything type session for our third segment. It should be a lot of fun. There's gonna be a ton of crowd, crowd engagement. And I, I can't say that we, we didn't get a little inspiration from and O'Brien Live. What,
2: what?
0: Come
3: on now. What? Come on. Please. <laughs> <You're> ripping <laughs> us off it. now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, they say that, that uh, what, what is it? Um, uh, I can't think of the phrase now. The, the best form of flattery. Uh, oh, oh, uh, imitation is imitation is the, best. the best form of flattery. But uh, is the best but, form of flattery. There you go. But,
1: but but ripping off is the best form of a lawsuit. Yeah, so nah, just uh, you know. I, know
0: listen, Bobby, true. I'm not I'm not suing anybody. <laughs> you know, you, you want to take inspiration from that, you go right ahead.
1: It's a great point. You, it's a great point you bring up. But I'm glad you were mm-hmm. you were influenced by that live show because yeah, we always had this absolutely. idea. We always had this idea here that. You know, wouldn't it be cool if people could just see what was going on during a typical hour of a morning show? Like, that, that would be kind of cool. Here you are going out there doing it. Uh, yep. that, that, and, yeah. that that's the way to get people yeah. to interact
3: with you. Absolutely. That's exactly it. It's the engagement. I think that's what we all want. Right? Listen,
1: and- even if you got 20 people that walk into Nathan Bills on Saturday and say, I've never heard of you guys, you're now per- yeah. doing a performance that, you know, it's just like a live band. You see something that sounds pretty interesting or sounds pretty good. You want to go back and see it or hear it again. And you good gotta, for you. And, and oh,
0: you got yeah. to believe who someone who may not be aware of the podcast fishes in that building hundred percent. You gotta believe it. Yeah. So it all starts at uh, at what time on Saturday, Bobby?
3: We're starting at seven o'clock, um, and we're just gonna we're gonna <laughs> sort of fly by the seat of our pants, but we're doing the entire episode, and then that episode will will drop on all major podcast platforms on Tuesday. So everybody, uh, the masses, will be able to hear it then.
0: Awesome. Very cool, Bobby Rose Beef, the yep. uh, the Jigs and Bigs podcast. And of course, you can check him out on just. His- trivia nights, too, and check out uh, his website. But there's, you know, the, uh, the the jigsandbigs.com website is up, too, and it will give you all the information about yep. what to expect in the podcast. Bobby, best of luck to you.
3: Appreciate you guys. Thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, thanks, man.
0: Absolutely. It's uh, 726 okay. with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. 28 with uh, Bax and Nagle on Rock
3: 102.
1: So, w- during that during that interview, I was mentioned magnet fishing, right? Right. And I, I came across this story yesterday. That said a Florida man and his grandson could not believe their eyes when they reeled in more than just some scrap metal and bottle caps during a magnet fishing weekend trip. Dwayne Smith and his 11-year-old grandson, Alan Codwalder, were out on a magnet fishing trip on January 30th in Homestead uh, near Miami. With Within five minutes of their arrival, Call Welder reeled in two sniper rifle receivers and bulk carrier groups wrapped in shrink wrap. You got to think about that. <laughs> oh you think about like you know when uh, a suspect is on the run, right? Or well, I don't even know. They don't even know where this came from. But it, they said it was like military grade style because he was he was actually a weapons expert in the military. So he knew what he so was looking he at. So he recognized what what exactly he was looking at. And uh, you know, it's you hear about like cops going on a chase, right? Somebody throws something out the window over the bridge. Could be a gun. Could be you know. Could, could be any, any number of things. That's what I want to do. I want to go magnet fishing off the South End Bridge.
0: So you can look for uh, evidence. Yes. Yeah, there yes. you go. Maybe
1: pick up a couple of rings or two,
0: don't you think? I think that would be a good. I think I think you uh, what,
1: you mention the Holyoke Canal. Yeah, the Holyoke Canal would be a
0: great I, place I, to do, you too. you got to believe there's all kinds of stuff that's been dumped there.
1: I just like the way this guy, because I, I watched the video of the interview, and he goes, with magnet fishing, every time I cast out or every time I'm coming up with something, uh, you know, there's a bottle cap, or you know, a seven thousand dollar sniper rifle. <laughs> you know, I read a I read a story. Uh, it was like like last week.
0: Many many years ago, they drained the uh, Niagara River, you know, below the falls. Yeah. To look at to to see what kind of stuff had fallen over uh-huh. over the years. You yeah. know, of course, they found like you know, you know. Thousands of dollars and coins and of people,
1: and fingers. They found, <laughs> yeah.
0: they found like human remains.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they did down yeah. there. And yeah. you're
0: know, like, thinking, like, okay, I mean, there's there's been many people that have jumped off those falls over the years on both the Canadian and the U.S. side. But it's like, uh, you know, you you wonder <laughs> what's at the bottom of of rivers like this. You know,
1: I I I kind of vaguely remember this living up in that area yeah. when I was a kid. Uh, you're not near there, but. You, in the region.
0: yeah, I, I think they did it for, like, research purposes yeah, to see what and, was, was down there. And
1: there was somebody that they found, the remains that they found of one of the people had been missing for, like, 30-something years. Yeah. And nobody knew where they went. And of course, you know, when you, even when you send a dive team out, it's not like you can send divers under a giant waterfall like that. Well, so you, nobody would
0: even know that they were there. It's pretty murky water when you have you, know, you yeah. know a waterfall there. It's just kicking
1: stuff up all the time. Man, we should go to Niagara Falls. You ever been? I have. I, I was. I was there once uh, when I was a kid, and we went to all the museums and stuff. Right. And then uh, when I was an adult. I, we stopped there briefly remember that guy Dave, with the giant testicle I do. That we talked to yeah yeah <laughs> him and I went on a like a trip up to this comedy show you know this is a great story we should save this for later because we got nothing else going I think, on I, I think I told you you know what the uh what the deal was when we got to the border yeah very very messy situation you did yes yeah we'll yeah, talk about that it. coming save up it. after uh after eight o'clock we have news coming up next at 732 at rock 102. How many inches did Chicopee get? How about Enfield or Greenfield? Rock 102 is always live and local with up to the minute storm information and reports. Powered by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter Storm Headquarters before and after the storm.
3: Come play trivia at the Nines. Visit the bar at the 99 restaurant every Thursday night for
1: 59 cent bone in wings and a chance to win 99 gift cards and other great prizes. The 99, always the real deal. Thank you.
0: 734. We're back some Nagle. Seven thirty-four with Baxon Nagel. Oh you. hey, hey, with Baxon O'Brien Nagel on Rock 102. Didn't expect that at all. Uh, news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement this month. Yankee Homes offering fourteen hundred dollars off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword ROCK102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, Bax. A winter storm warning is in effect for Franklin County, Western Hampshire County, and Northern Berkshire County. And uh, winter weather advisory is in effect for Hamden County, Eastern Hampshire County, and Southern Berkshire County tonight through tomorrow night for the chance of rain transitioning to ice and snow creating slippery travel. Do not go out if you don't have to. Mm. It is uh, likely there will be some accumulating snow and uh, or and or sleet tonight into tomorrow. (sighs) And uh, looking at uh, two to four inches up in the hills, two inches uh, or less in the uh, Pioneer Valley and four inches more up in like North Adams and all that stuff. If you're above the Route 2 corridor.
0: I don't like being in the corridor, if Uh, I can help it.
1: I like being below the corridor. Right, yes, of course. Yes. Uh, The West Springfield Police are asking for the public's help in locating an 80-year-old man reported missing. According to the West Springfield Police Department, 80-year-old Scott Peeler has not been seen for several days. Scott resides at a local hotel. Management and the Meals on Wheels drivers have not seen Scott recently. Police believe he may be in the Riverdale Street area. If you have any information on his whereabouts, you're asked to call the West Springfield Police. Uh, Chickabee school nurses held a standout ahead of Wednesday night's school committee meeting. The standout started at Wednesday uh, just outside of City Hall over contract disputes. Stacy Moreau says the school nurses, we have been uh, negotiating for the past four or five months and we're just looking to get the same fair contract that other units have bargained for. Chickabee school nurses just want their voices to be heard and want to be treated equal. The 20 nurses in the school district are only asking for a 1% increase. Which they feel is very reasonable. One percent. Uh,
2: man, that doesn't seem like a hell of a sh- lot.
1: It doesn't seem like a hell of a lot. And honestly, like for all the work that these folks have done, you know, with the kids and the testing yeah. and the and all that stuff. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah mm. but I mean, one percent. I you know, they can kiss 1% of my ass. I mean, I, that's if I'm a, if that's I'm right. a school nurse. I'm going to want a little something something for the effort.
1: Yeah, you don't want
0: 1%. I mean, I realize a you know, school nurse isn't, isn't you know really there to perform, you know, you know complicated medical procedures. Yeah. I mean, I understand you know. that, but uh, you know, to put a kid on a on a couch with a with an ice pack or you know, give him a give him a Motrin or something. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a lot Motrin's of work.
1: Motrin's the best. Yeah, right. Sure. I always used to, when I was in high school, I used to, well, A, the nurse was really pretty, so I would get sick a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we never had that issue. I'm sorry. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you come over here and I'll give you a... She had like a, it was almost like a, like a sick bay. You know, like there yeah. was like five or six beds. And then... uh you know, she would catch on to us when like your friend come in, right? And there would be talking throughout the whole time.
0: Oh yeah. And then she'd
1: be like, "You two, back to class." But she would let us. She would let us do it.
0: You know, when I was in college, I just yeah. thought—I don't know why I just thought of this—but um, there was like a there was like a nurse's office. So if you were feeling crappy as a college student, you yeah. could go to the office, and the only thing they had to give you was Sudafed. Ooh. Like lots of Sudafed, like yeah. you go like you know go back you know four or five times a week would and and get a, a, another dose of Sudafed, and then I'm thinking, like, how much Sudafed was in this place and couldn't have been used
1: for a meth lab at the same time because they use that stuff to make meth. Yeah, well, you know, I buy meth to make Sudafed. I go the opposite way.
0: Yeah, that's very hard Everything to do. Everything is backwards. That's really hard to do, but it's doable. True, but that that would be like, you know, taking diamonds and uh, taking them apart so you can turn them back into charcoal briquettes.
1: Listen, uh, if you try to take meth and turn it into uh, Sudafed, yeah. uh, you will forget that you even have any ailments.
0: Probably <laughs> true, yes.
1: Ludlow police are investigating a rumor of school violence involving Ludlow High School yesterday afternoon. According to a news release, the Detective Bureau initiated an investigation To identify the source and determine the credibility of the rumor, Ludlow High School cooperated with Ludlow Police and was able to trace the rumor back to the source. Police didn't specify what type of threat was rumored, but said their investigation didn't find that an actual threat existed. Police also said they identified the student responsible for the rumor, but they did not release the student's identity. But I'm sure he will be in detention for a very, very long time.
0: Oh, yeah. He's going
1: to think about what he's just done. Uh, Yeah, I would think so. Uh, the whole, uh, these kids, are they, like, do they not realize that, like, anything can be traced back to you with, like, an IP address or uh, any kind of... Uh, well, I'm sure they're I'm, they're aware that that can happen. But you
0: know how a youngster is. You know how you were when you were young. You never thought it would happen yeah. to you. No. But, you know, all, you know, getting caught at doing stupid stuff is for other people. It's never for you until... You, you get suddenly get re-
1: transformed into one of those stupid people. Yeah. The uh, girlfriend of a Boston police officer whose body was found in Canton over the weekend was in court yesterday morning. Karen Reed was arrested Tuesday night in connection with the death of Officer John O'Keefe. She was now being held on a $50,000 bond. NBC Boston is reporting that Reed is O'Keefe's girlfriend. Charges against Reed include... Manslaughter, leaving the scene of a motor vehicle collision causing death and motor vehicle homicide. O'Keefe was found early Saturday morning outside of a home in Canton during blizzard-like conditions, the district attorney's office said on Sunday. Reed is believed to have driven to that area with O'Keefe earlier in the morning, according to the Norfolk uh, County District Attorney. What, uh, this doesn't really go into um, the detail, um, but apparently they were at a bar drinking, to the very wee hours of the morning. Okay. And then she, there must have been some sort of altercation or fight between the two of them. She backs into him and then drives away. Okay. So him being probably intoxicated, I would imagine. Listen, I'm making an assumption.
2: That, yeah, but that, it's that probably. Was,
1: but it was probably accurate.
0: It's probably accurate.
1: That if you're at the Bartle wee hours in the morning and then you're having a, an argument. That means there was probably a lot of alcohol involved on both parts. Yeah, I mean the alcohol probably <coughs> fueled the argument. So if he gets hit with the car and then is found dead lying outside of his front door, he probably suffered hypothermia from not being able to get up off the ground or whatever. So now she's being charged with with manslaughter, right? Because it probably wasn't her intent to kill him. But during the alcohol-fueled argument, she said, ah, screw you, you know, bumps into him and drives away.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to think in a very profound way that, uh, you know, after a certain time of night, nothing good really comes of it. No, no, no. You know, like if you're you're out and you're, you know, closing a bar at 2 a.m., yeah. Nothing good is going to come after two a.m.
1: When I was uh, twelve years old, I remember going to stay at a friend's house. Right? Yeah, it was the middle of the summer, so we didn't have school. And then uh, my friend and I were like, "We should sneak out like after after eleven o'clock when everybody's gone to bed." Good and plan. Then, uh, and then I I heard I think our uh, my friend's dad heard what was going on. Okay. And he was and he just kept doing one of these. You know, there's nothing good that happens past ten o'clock at night. <laughs> And he was absolutely right. He's right. Nothing good happens after. No. Night, rock, and, night. and then we wound up, we wound up getting up in the middle of the night at like midnight. Yeah. Sneaking out of the house to do nothing. Like there was nothing to do for a twelve and thirteen year old kid. No. We were just walking the streets of the rural town that we lived
0: in. But let's say you're a thirty year old guy. Yeah. And you're out uh, and about at, uh, yeah. at the bar, and, it, and the bar closes at 2, but you're yeah. not quite yet done, and you decide, hey, maybe I'll go uh, bother some friends and see what they're doing. And all of a sudden, you do something together, and one of you uh, gets arrested or injured. That seems to be the way things go. Like, the worst possible things that happen usually happen after you've spent hours in a bar. Late at night. That
1: That's true.
0: A DUI, an accident, a vehicular homicide, you know, an arrest. Usually going to happen after you're done drinking for the I've night. I've
1: done four of those things.
0: See what I'm talking about?
1: <laughs> Nothing good comes Nothing good. from being out that no. late at night. no. 40% of us would give up sex for six months to see our favorite team win the Super Bowl. Seriously, man. The Green Bay Packers were in it. Yeah. And somebody said, if you want these cheeseheads to win, you're not going to have to have sex for at least six months. Would you do it?
0: Uh, listen, they've already won a bunch of Super Bowls in my lifetime, yeah. and it was great every time they won. Make no mistake. Always very happy to see them win. But, you know, I'm at a, I'm at a point now at my age, I don't like thinking too far in advance when it comes to anything. Yeah. So I'm not gonna say no sex for six months.
1: So this—that's
0: uh, right, that's just uh, that's a fool's game there.
1: I don't know. This is a, uh, Buzzfeed, I guess. Top five reasons why watching football is better than having sex. You ready? Yes. Uh, well, there's actually like ten reasons here, so I don't know where the top five are coming from. But uh, anyway, you can fall asleep in the middle of watching football and not hurt anyone's feelings. That's true. It's true. Yeah. True. Uh, when your kids. Uh, walk in on you watching football. He doesn't scream, "Mommy, why are you sitting on top of Daddy?" <laughs> you can invite coworkers to watch football with you and not lose your job at CNN. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's not awkward to watch football when the dog is in the room. That is true too. You don't have to think about your grandma naked to watch football for a very long time. <laughs> Nobody calls security on you when you watch the football on the bus. Yeah,
0: you know, it's when kind of you like, watch
1: football on the
2: bus?
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of a tough question. You know, mm-hmm. could you give up sex for 6 months uh yeah. if your team won the Super Bowl. Anyone who's been married for 10 years would say to you piece of cake. <laughs> I've already done that. You know, t- 6 months that's nothing. I'm like a I'm like a sexual camel. I could go for days and days and days without sex. Yeah. I'm
1: married for 10 years. I was going to say, you're married. Yeah. Six months. Yeah, yeah. Six you're not, mo-
0: tell me you you're yeah. say... Give me a real challenge. Yeah, like sex never again. That would, be, that would That's one thing. But six months, I could do that blindfolded. And I don't mean that in a good way.
1: Here's a dark one. You don't have to give a crackhead $20 to watch football with you.
0: That is kind of dark, isn't it?
1: I don't think I've ever paid $20 to a crackhead to watch me do something else. <laughs> Uh, Being drunk doesn't necessarily affect your ability to watch football. Well, if you do enough shots, it does.
0: It does, yeah.
1: I saw a guy, years ago, I was a short order cook in this bar up in Syracuse. And they had, uh, it was like wings were their big thing. But they also had like pickled eggs and ham hocks. Yeah. And then they had the hottest wings in Central New York. That was like that was big their big thing.
0: that was their claim to fame. Yeah,
1: and there was a tr- there was like a plaque on the wall that had been up for the five years that they had been open. Yeah, and there was two names on it with how many wings they ate, and the first one was one, and the second one was two. I mean, this stuff was like super banging hot, and no one's been able to do more than two. Well, at the time, nobody did more than two. However, one guy decided to do eleven. He did 11. No kidding. Yeah, because he had consumed a massive amount of alcohol and thought, I can do this, but not before consuming several pickled eggs right. and several ham hocks and then deciding to eat the 12 wings. What could possibly go wrong? Now, on? if one person... Can only do one, and the second person can only do two. Right. Somebody who shoves food down their throat that fast doing eleven of these things, this guy was basically a human torch. <laughs> and a human torch to where he stumbled around the barroom floor. Right. And you heard that you know when your dog gets sick and you hear that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: right. right. Before he lets it go, well, he did this all behind the pinball machine. Really, it was the what? most disgusting <laughs> thing I think I have ever smelled in my life. It so, was, I, I, it was like Jameson and Labatt's Blue because oh that was God. the big upstate New York beers, the Labatts, right? And uh, ham hocks and pickled eggs. Not even fully digested.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Hope you're all enjoying your breakfast out there, by the way.
0: You know, in this uh, this age of COVID where people are losing their sense of smell and mm-hmm. sense of taste. That would have been the time to do that's that. That's the time to do stuff like that. Yeah.
1: And that was the that was my job was to pick it up. So, was your
0: job like that? Was your in your job description? You're like, you're the puke boy. Well,
1: I was the utility guy, I was the short order. I didn't, I wasn't a bartender, I was only 17, 18 years old.
0: So, what was in these wings that was so hot?
1: Uh, it was this you know what? It was this hot sauce that came from the Adirondacks somewhere. Okay. This the, the guy that owned the bar would take a fishing trip up to the Adirondacks every year out in the middle of nowhere, and he wound up stumbling across this little shop on the side of the road that sells hot things right and this is where he got it was like atomic sauce it was it was very very hot jesus do but, you ever try it yes and i only tried the way you would sample this was take a toothpick and put a little dot on the end of it and then put it in your mouth and that was enough and that was enough oh my god yeah terrible it was it was a, it was kind of a boring <laughs> story but <laughs> It was really more about the guy puking up all the stuff.
0: Years ago, my brother-in-law uh, had a, a party at his house. My, yeah. my sister and my brother-in-law, and uh, he, you know, made these really, really hot wings. And so, uh, me, my brother-in-law, and his friend Greg yeah. have uh, these wings, and you know, they're really, really hot. Like it was, like it was a hot sauce that was supposed to be diluted, but yeah. he didn't do it. It was just like the straight, concentrated hot sauce. So this guy Greg is like, you know, 6 foot 5, the big giant wall of a man. He is sweating in a flop sweat. I'm uh, I'm struggling to get through one of my wings and my brother-in-law is struggling to get through his. Meanwhile, my at the time, my 6-year-old nephew comes into the kitchen, sees that there's a plate of wings on the counter, runs up, "Oh, wings!" and the kid grabs one of these hot wings and before anyone could say before anyone could say, "Don't" Eat that. He pops it in his mouth and rips all the uh, all the meat off the bone. And this poor little kid listen. drops to the ground and practically goes into <laughs> convulsions. It's it was so listen, hot.
1: Listen, man, if you're not used to that kind of thing, there are people out there who like torture themselves oh, with yeah. this hot sauce. And I watched some documentary years ago where the guy was like eating all these hot peppers straight, kind of like being a. You know, I know we're we're running out of time here. Yeah. But uh, but it's, it's like, why would you, you have to have a threshold <laughs> of pain to do that. Yeah. If you're a, not a if, little kid, not prepared for that. Yeah. If you're not
0: thing. prepared for that, it's excruciating.
1: Look at you and the child abuse. I had nothing. I was uh, an innocent you're bystander. A witness, yeah. That's it. Your, uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew. Some coffee like Fogbuster is air roasted. Most coffee is drum roasted. The beans get too hot, get burnt. There's the coffee's a little bitter. Fogbuster is never burnt or bitter. It's silky smooth. Look for Fogbuster in the black and white bag at the grocery store and in the black and white cans in the beverage cooler. Going to be rainy today with a winter storm warning going to be in effect this afternoon until tomorrow night. Going to see sleet and freezing rain all the way until tomorrow, which is going to make for a messy commute and a high of 36. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Savage Arms needs CNC. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock
0: at 758. And Aerosmith on Rock 102.
1: It's gonna be uh rainy today with a high of 39, but then tonight, sleet and freezing rain. It's gonna suck. And tomorrow's gonna suck too because of the commute and a high of 36. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Listen, you be careful at your yeah. uh, at your doorstop. Yeah, you know, like uh, like you know, walking out of the house again. And uh, I don't need you falling down on your ass and uh, and having to take that on video all over again.
1: Yeah, I don't want that to
0: happen. Yeah, I mean, you uh, you you took a real dump in your house.
1: You know, uh, everybody was asking me about that because you know they probably think I'm I have internal injuries from that uh, fall because right. it was a pretty good fall. I was so lucky that I only had pain for about a week after that. I was like good probably, I don't know, midweek mm-hmm. you know Christmas week after Christmas um i i think i just hit it at the right spot like but a it, good
0: good ten thousand people watched that video over and over again and laughed and laughed great yeah, stuff man yeah you were viral for a hot second
1: You know, there's a story about that i wish i could tell you on the air but i can't God. but i'll tell you off the air okay hey you know what i'm really into right now what this magnet fishing thing i know we're running out of time but let me tell you magnet fishing 69.99 giggity you can get the whole kit on Amazon. Really? That's it? Yeah. Uh, gloves. You get the hook. You get a big rope. You get one of them uh, mountain climber clippy thingies. What kind of magnet are we talking about? Like one of them big monster magnets,
0: yeah, one of those it, big heavy-duty it, it, ones? It's
1: like one of these things that's probably the size of a uh, like a shot put almost. Oh, okay. And yeah. then you lower it down into the water, and then you just do your magnet fishing. I want to do this. Why This not, sounds really man. cool, man. Got to be, gotta be uh, watering <laughs> holes all over the place that you'll be uh, trolling for good stuff. Never been a fisherman, but this is the thing that's going to get me going.
0: It's 8 o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Bourbon, barbecue,
0: and blues is so... Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 8-11 and Joan Jett on Rock 102.
1: That's like, that's like one of those radio tunes that like you kind of got into radio for. You know, like to, to come out of a song like
0: mm, that. Yeah, yeah. When, like, when you were young and you thought,
1: boy, it would be really good to backsell that one. Well, when you were young and your heart was an open book. You oh, know I you did. You know I did. You, you, know, did, I did. Did. you know I didn't. Uh, but, yeah, it was like that one and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Take Me Home Tonight. There's something about the tail end of that song that just makes you ramp it up in the morning.
0: No, actually, uh, anything from any uh, money's canon of work uh was not uh not tops on my list uh,
1: i don't know man no i'm
0: telling you right now eddie money was not uh was not it
1: Uh oh, well he was for me
0: yeah and he and actually there was there was no song one song that got yeah. me into radio what got me into radio was an appalling lack of other skills
1: listen man i haven't even gotten this thing yet but i am hooked literally this um magnet, this magnet fishing yeah you've been like since uh, like for like
0: uh, almost an hour and a yeah. half you're fixated on magnet fishing well actually i found this- Ma- magnet not maggot I, I mean, maggots would be kind of cool to get but Ooh, no, mag- maggot but fishing but magnet fishing
1: I uh, you know we talked to Bobby Roast Beef last hour. He runs this fishing podcast. Uh, Jig, what is it? Jigs and Bigs. Is it's a right? uh, uh, yes, and Jigs and Bigs. And uh, if I had was you know doing a little research about the podcast uh, last night, and I come across this story about this guy in Florida who does magnet fishing, and he found like a sniper rifle, like pieces of a sniper rifle in the water. Right. And then I'm like, what the hell is magnet fishing? And I. I have opened the door to the world of magnet fishing. This is like uh, it's like he, they're describing it as like uh, the gold rush. You know the California gold well, rush. Well, you know there's like, there's treasure at the bottom of these uh, ponds and and rivers. That's what I'm talking about. Like I said, when they cleaned out water shop ponds over there and they yep. f- they found all that crap, like all the all, all the junk and the dirt. You gotta think that there's got to be some at least money in there, coined money. Uh, you know, you might not make yourself a rich man, but it's about the hobby and the, about the experience. I cannot wait to get this. I already ordered the kit. It's the one thousand seven hundred and twenty-five pound fishing magnet kit, double-sided magnet fishing kit with rope, super strong fishing magnet for retrieving items in river, lake, beach, lawn. Three point seven inch in diameter. And uh, what does this package cost you? Uh, sixty nine ninety nine. That's the only reason why I bought that one.
0: For the hours of enjoyment that uh, you and your family will have uh, magnet fishing, that's a small price to pay for indelible memories.
1: Well, listen, uh, when I can take the kids down to the Holyoke Canal for a Mm -hmm. day of afternoon fishing or maybe even late night fishing, because that's probably where you find the good stuff. Probably. Uh, Man, think of all the things you could find in the Holyoke Canal. You know, there are so few people
0: that ever say to themselves, hey, let's go down the Holyoke Canal for some fun. Yeah. Nobody ever says that, but you know when you well, think about, when you think about that little uh, that little patch, like right on that bridge between yeah. like South Hadley Falls and yeah. and uh, and Holyoke, you think, hey, you know
1: what? There's got to be years worth of refuse and junk at the bottom of that canal. We should uh, we should make this a thing. You know, I could go right near that uh, that can of provisions place up in Holyoke. Right. And uh, listen, you get you get your day of your uh, your cannabis. Right. And you go fishing right behind the building in the canal. <laughs> You're talking about an all day they, they outdoor enjoyment. That all, they should make that an outdoor uh, enjoyment package. You should uh, you should go and make
0: video. I'm gonna. But but treat it like one of them uh, those one of those old Babe Winkleman shows. Oh, Remember like, Babe Winkleman? yeah, yeah the,
1: the old boring the old, fishing shows. Yeah,
0: he, you know he'd be out on the on the fishing boat. Talking mm. about, uh, you know, uh, ooh, look at that, That's a, that one's a
1: beauty, or yeah. ooh, look at the size of that one, so ooh, that I, one's I,
0: got a real fight in
1: her. When I pull up the uh, the needle end of the hypodermic needle out oh, of the yeah. canal, I'll be like, ooh, look at this. Oh, you should have seen the one that got away. Oh, she was kicking and screaming, but all I wanted was the necklace off her chest.
0: It'd be like an updated, you know, ver- like an updated version of the old man in the sea. You are know, fighting after that marlin because you know there's like there's something down there and it's putting up quite a battle.
1: Oh, you ever see the like? You know, I had gone out deep sea fishing years ago. Sure. And I remember and being made fun of uh, by uh, by our mutual friend, uh, you know, uh, Rob doing the doing the uh, the fishing trip. Right. So him and him and his dad are making fun of me and all his buddies because I could uh, I got I had this. I had a marlin for God's sakes. And even though we were in the New England Sea, there was a marlin there the somewhere. Was a marlin doing a no, you know, coastal. This, I, I just felt like, oh God, I'm struggling with it. It took like, and then I had to hand it off to another guy to yeah. do the reeling because my arms. It was a skate fish like this big. That's it. And that was putting up a fight? Or I was just a big wuss. I think the answer is it. you're
0: just a big wuss. Yeah. I mean, a skate is, I mean, it's, uh, they're not that
1: big. Yeah.
0: We used to, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, another uh, guy that we know, we used to go, uh, you know, we used to rent a boat, go out, catch blues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Blues aren't real great eating, to be quite honest with you. that depends on the way you cook them. True, but, uh, you know, we would catch, like, a crap load of blues. oh
1: yeah that that's was like the number one thing we would go out for is the blue fishing we thing. had
0: a blast and the first time we went we went with a couple of coolers of beer but we were so busy catching fish mm-hmm. i think we only had like one beer apiece we want to bring all the beer home with us We
1: uh, like were like we're like fish were like jumping in we should do that we should do like a station deep sea fishing trip
0: there you go you yeah
1: bring us down to like uh you know uh down to the connecticut shoreline that's take what us, we did we, take did, we us, took it out of new london take us out in the uh the block island sound out oh there. yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, be... Be... now
0: you're now you're t- you know what you could bring your magnet out there
1: that's what i'm talking about
0: i mean the, the problem is you won't you won't be able to get down to the bottom of the uh, of the ocean
1: or the long island sound if you go in there yeah hey, look a piece of flight twa 800 <laughs> <laughs> I just found Jimmy Hoffa. It's the rudder. (laughs) (laughs) The NTSB is like, hey, can we have that? We were missing that from when we put this plane back together. Oh, so
0: that's where they found Big Pussy. Right. So, yeah, I
1: mean, listen, this sounds like uh, the kind of outdoor activity that you were designed for. Magnet fish. It sounds very lazy. It sounds ju- right up my alley. <laughs> I like lazy things.
0: Remember when, like, there used to be like TV shows and cartoons where, like, a guy would be, like, yeah. say, like it's Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd is out there fishing, right? And he's, you know, on the bridge. He's casting out, Then he pulls up like a tire. Yeah. Well, with magnet fishing. That's what you're really looking for. Yeah. You're looking for a tire or like a like yeah. a fire boot.
1: You know, something really good.
0: Yeah, but at least with yeah. a magnet it's going to, you know, draw the the, oh. the
1: metal. But what about like I don't uh, I'm this is where I don't know anything about magnetism. Are yeah. there certain like jewelry metals that don't magnetize? Like does gold stick to the magnet? Like There they're, they're, there are certain metals
0: which do not react to right. magnets. I don't I don't know uh, you know off the top of my head no. what they would be. But there's loads of metal that are. I'm and a- so, you I mean, you could really, I mean, you imagine you're uh, your magnet fishing, say, I don't know, uh, Lake Congamon, for example. Oh, yeah. And you're, you're trolling down there, angling with your ma- big giant magnet. Yeah. You pull up a
1: refrigerator. Yeah. And let's say the refrigerator loaded with food, still good. Still good food. I don't know if you're going to be able to pull up a refrigerator with the fishing magnet.
0: You all know how magnetiz- you know how magnetized a, a yeah. refrigerator could be. Yeah. You know, one of them old-fashioned ones.
1: This is a this is my ticket to freedom, Bax. This is a magnet. Fi- I'm going to like hit it big. I don't and know. I'm gonna, I don't. I'm I don't gonna know. hit it big. I'm going to retire from here. I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank. Maybe. With the magnet fish. Maybe,
0: but this is the kind of thing that I can see, like you know, in your. Uh, you know when you finally get around mm-hmm. to retiring from this business i can see this being yeah, your this is... reason for getting out of the house every morning
1: do you know how you learn how to magnet fish at a magnet school oh look oh, at you look at that you uh, are a clever hey, clever listen, young man I'm, uh, I'm coming up with the good portions left it's, and right it's endless I,
0: what's uh, what's inside of you
1: but I, I am i'm not a good fisherman at all like i, I like i can't catch a freshwater fish for some reason. Right. I can catch, like, we go to a friend's house every summer, uh, and uh, she has, like, a dock there. Yeah. And, you know, the kids and I go, like, just dipping the lines in the water, and you can catch these little things called pumpkin seeds. They're little tiny fish, but it's not really, like, catching, like, a trout or something like that. I've never been good at that, and I've always been amazed at people that have the patience to do that and the, the ability to reel in a fish by just dropping their line in the water. yeah years ago I had a guy at my own house we were we, were put, had, a, we had a deck put on and we hired this uh, this guy and his wife and uh, they hired a couple of other crew members to help them you know do the labor. For okay me. And I come home the one day and they're uh, you know uh, doing a pretty good job of the deck and then uh, this guy is over by my fire pit cooking a fish. No kidding, he's cooking a fish on a stick on a stick. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, he he gutted the fish. He put the he put the fish fillet like the fillet of the fish on a stick. That's so he wasn't cooking the fish whole. And now, and I said, uh, oh, uh, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was like a I didn't know it was kebab day at my house that day. I would have <laughs> brought some other things to put. Up. I just thought it was odd. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're. Yeah. I I didn't mind him using the fire pit. I was just right. like, what what are you cooking? Oh, I caught uh, fresh trout right across the street because I lived. Directly across the street from the Westfield River. Okay. And he went over, and I was like, What do you, there's no, it's too shallow. Like, I'm, I'm like yelling at him, going, I've been over there a hundred thousand times and I've never seen a damn fish in my life. And this guy's pulling out this, like, probably a good three pound trout out of the, uh, out of the, out of the river. Huh, how about that? Yeah. So I'm always amazed by those people. But now, if I can be, the pro magnet fisherman of Western Massachusetts. Yeah, that's something. Life is going to change for me, my friend.
0: I bet it will be. You know, I uh, I've, I've been fishing a number of times. Uh, you know, ocean fishing. Yeah. I like you. I'm not. Uh, I haven't mean, had a lot of luck with uh, freshwater fishing. But my biggest problem is not uh, doing the fishing or catching the fish. Uh huh. I just don't like touching them when I'm done yeah I I know this sounds terrible one I don't like stuff that's I don't like dead stuff uh generally speaking but I also don't like some stuff that's alive and uh grabbing a fish by the gills and then like holding them up yeah. I don't I don't I don't like that at all so when we do this deep water stuff uh you know there was a, a first mate Gilligan oh, yeah. would uh would, he would he you know he would grab the fish. You know, off the line and you know, pull the hook out and everything. Hey, you want to carry the fish? No, no, no. I'm all set. I don't need to show up for a picture. But then there was right. one. I caught a real big one, and and I had to take the picture, and I got the fish in the gills, and you know, inside, I'm dying. Just like the fish, there's a part of me that's dying along with it. It's like I'm so sorry. I'm, yeah. I didn't mean to kill you. I'm sorry. But here, sit in this box for a few hours until your gut is delayed uh, I, filleted for our enjoyment.
1: You're supposed to kiss the fish after you catch it.
0: I didn't kiss no fish. You're supposed to kiss. it. I didn't kiss it's anything for good luck. I, well, I've had bad luck since. But I, <laughs> it's like I just
1: don't. I don't dig touching that stuff. Ugh, gross. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to take it out of the water and uh, kiss the fish. I
0: don't. I don't. I don't kiss the fish. I don't. I don't kiss anything coming out of an ocean.
1: You know, my uh, my late wife uh, told me about that tradition, and it worked out sort of okay for yeah, her. Yeah, until it, that it, very last thing.
0: Yeah, everything was non <laughs> nonstop luck. Look at you, the luckiest kiss man the alive. Kiss the fish for good
1: luck. Of course, it doesn't cut.
0: I'm not. I'm
1: not. I'm not gonna
0: get it. You probably said uh, more than enough.
1: Yeah, I know I did.
0: It's 8:24 yeah. with Backs and Nickel and on Rock 102. Hello, my name is Berkshire East Resort, skiing as it should be. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This Sunday uh, on Rock 102, classic punk, old, new wave, and vintage alternative on Baxi's musical fun bag. We're playing music from Joy Division, The Replacements, Minor Threat, B-52s, REM, and a lot more. We'll also give you a little bit more detail about what's coming up next week on Baxi's musical podcast, too. So make sure you're listening Sunday night, 9 o'clock, right here on Rock 102 before Little Stevens Underground Garage.
1: Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything uh, right now. I, wanted, I was gonna tell you that story about the uh, the Canadian border thing. Oh with yeah, the guy. Yeah, I, I guess I could probably tell that real quick because it's not that long of a story. Okay. Years ago, I uh, I got accepted, which really, in the end, was you paying them to be part of their contest, a comedy contest in Montreal or Toronto. Toronto it was Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Seven hour drive from here, right?
0: Okay, quite Seven, a whole eight yes. drive. Yes.
1: So uh, uh, the only other person from this area that was among my comedian friends at the time was was Dave Dave Zamoider. He we had him on the show. Uh, That's the guy who had the big giant testicle. He had a massive testicle, and we helped him uh, try to find the right people. And he did. He went. He yeah. eventually found the right doctor. They removed the giant testicle from him. Yeah. Now he was a big guy. He was probably pushing 500 pounds. He was 200 big, of it was testicle. Right, well, that was after, but he was still a big dude. Okay. And uh, now he looks great. Him and his wife, they went. They went on this. You know, they they dedicated their lives to. You know what? We can't be like this anymore. We got it. You got to take control. They look fantastic. That's and they're awesome. Healthy people. However, at the time, the 500 pound man says, I'll drive, I'll drive us all the way to Toronto. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good to me. So he picks me up at his home in his PT Cruiser. Now, mind you, uh, it's a, a 500-pound pound guy, guy in a PT Cruiser and a 300-pound guy get into a PT Cruiser. It kind of looked very much like those fat twins on motorcycles <laughs> in the Guinness Book of World Records. Right, that's eight hundred so, pounds of passenger so, in a
0: PT cruiser.
1: He, he drives us all the way up to Toronto. Right, we actually stopped and stayed at my brother's house one night to right. make like a longer trip out of it, just to break up the trip. And then we then we proceed to go to Toronto. You didn't try night. going up any hills, did you? No, 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 we didn't. No, we didn't. The PT cruiser couldn't help that. <laughs> thank God, I ninety is mostly flat yes, from Albany to uh, the the Canadian border. Anyway, so we we. Uh, we, we got up to the we're getting up to the border, probably like an hour away. Right. And he keeps telling me, dude, don't tell him you're going to do stand up comedy up there because then they're going to charge you with a work visa. And like I'm trying to tell him, I'm like, dude, we're paying to be in a contest. If anybody's going to get a work visa, it's the place that took our money. Like we're not, we're, you're not working. No, we're paying someone to have stage time at this place to be part of this contest. I'm like, don't say that. Like we're going to a comp. Just tell them the truth. Like I don't understand why you have to be cryptic with these people. <laughs> uh, because being cryptic with a border patrol agent is not the best no, idea in the world. Never. So uh, we, I thought we had agreed to what, you know, that he was going to tell the truth, right? <laughs> So then uh, we get up to the the booth, right? Yep. And then the the lady, uh, the Canadian Border Patrol lady says, uh, uh, you know, David, when was the last time you were arrested? And then all of a sudden this thing comes out that he he did one of these stupid things where he bought steroids online (laughs) and then they delivered them to... Listen, and I, and, but I didn't know this. He and he said, and he says, <laughs> uh, and he gives the date. It was like ten years prior, right? <laughs> and I said, I, my, I'm like scared crapless now because I'm like, right. what, are, what are they gonna do to us, right? And he goes, oh yeah, it was back in 2001, you know. He, and he go, goes the whole thing, <laughs> and uh, and then I'm like, well, are you kidding me? And then she's like, and he, now this car is full of stuff. Like full of stuff. Right. Like he's like he lived in the car, right? You know, for a good portion of his his career, because he was like one well, of these guys that drove around, did something like that. But he had all this stuff in the car. They made us pull over to the booth. It was like two hours. Yeah. They pulled everything out of they that at car. It all. Yep. Right. Oh, because she said to him, What are you two guys doing up here in Toronto? Now, rather than say the truth, he says, We're sightseeing. Listen, there's <laughs> no two fat guys going across the Canadian board just to do sightseeing yeah, with, with each a, other. With a car full of crap. With a car full of crap. Yeah. And of somebody who's had some sort of trouble with the law, apparently, <laughs> 10 years prior. And then we're sitting in this thing, and it's like, this it's, it's exactly how you would think. It's very uniformed. There's nothing glamorous about this office. You're basically in one of these, you know... Uh, the seats are made of stone, and, you know, <laughs> right. you're, you're sitting in this thing waiting for them to go through the car. And I said to him, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about this drug arrest? And he goes into this he goes into this whole story about how he was lifting weights and he thought he could, you know, get some, pump some iron and, right. you know, all this stuff, and he ordered this stuff from China. China ships the stuff, but it's a DEA agent who delivers the package and he signs for it, and then he, he gets... He said he didn't even get arrested. It was just like one of these, like, "cite you come to court kind of things. Because it was such a low-level, like, experience. But I said to him, and I'm like, I said to him, like, dude, you're 500 pounds. Do you think Dexatrim might have been a better purchase? (laughs) Seriously. Like, of all the things that you don't need, steroids is not one
0: of them. And look how we got on the back of this car. It's yeah. onions. I mean,
1: it's Funyuns. It's Doritos. It's yeah. Little Debbie snack cakes. And then the best part is when we're le- we're finally leaving Toronto. Right. The United States Border Patrol is like, "Have a good day, boys." <laughs> like no like no question about anything. Like they didn't even care.
0: <laughs> it's 8:31 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at- <laughs> for After news brought to you by Servia <laughs> Locksmith. They got a key for that St. James Avenue in Springfield or serve here's local radio icon steve nail you okay
1: no no I just got a little uh and like little coffee stuck in my throat oh you know, like, yeah the back of the throat yeah like,
0: <laughs> is it the coffee or get like a coffee ground stuck in there i hate when that happens
1: i believe it's a uh it wasn't a coffee ground uh it was just, just, just coffee. coffee like liquid like mm. just kind of went down the wrong pipe i don't like that know what i'm saying i do Uh, Hey, uh, there is going to be a winter storm warning in effect tonight until tomorrow night uh, from 1 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Heavy mixed precipitation expected total snow and sleet accumulations of one to four inches and ice accumulations of one-tenth to two-tenths of an inch. You know know all about the two-tenths of an inch, don't you, Bex? Yeah. What are you suggesting? I'm just suggesting that you know your measurements.
0: I don't know my measurements. Let me tell you something, though. That may not sound like a lot of ice to you, mm-hmm. but if you're driving on it or walking on it or walking out your front door and your uh, your ring uh, doorbell is, uh, you know, taking video, uh, yeah. you could uh, take quite a spill. Yeah, it could be very dangerous yeah. out there tomorrow. Yeah. So Billy, uh, let's uh, let's all be careful out there.
1: Well, maybe I'll do it again for clout. He's the fall guy. Get it? Oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. Lee Majors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The fall a, guy. There you're talking. You know, I've got a lot of response about this magnet fishing thing, and I was right about the gold. The gold doesn't stick to a magnet. Okay. It's not a magnetic material. Right. But you can find other junk. I, You know, I, I it fascinates me yeah.
2: what uh,
0: might be down there. There's all kinds of mysterious items down there that all were, could be magnetized.
1: And this guy says, hey, listen to the show this morning. You could start your own fishing show on Nesson like the mad fisherman, but yet you're a magnet fisherman. Yeah! There you go, right. I like this idea. I'm uh, well on my way to uh, becoming the best magnet fisherman in Western Massachusetts.
0: I'm telling you, you could be like the, uh, the Babe Winkleman of, uh, of magnet fishing.
1: I don't think anybody remembers who that is.
0: Well, Steve, uh, Babe Winkleman was an American sportsman and television producer known for television programs about hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. His uh, program, Good Fishing, was first syndicated internationally in the mid-'80s. Good fishing. Good fishing. Babe would be out there trolling for musky and walleye and perch and pike and you, you name it. If it was out there and it was swimming around, yeah. Babe Winkerman was going to drag it in.
1: Walleye is pretty damn good.
0: It you is, a, yeah. I've had walleye. My
1: my brother uh, and is like he's got all these hunting and fishing buddies, mm-hmm. and every year they get together like during the summer, and they uh, you know they freeze a lot of their stuff that they catch in the in the winter and the spring. Oh yes, and then they uh, they cook it for everybody at like a like a big uh, hodgepodge party, and the walleye is the best. It's good eating. Actually, that's some of the stuff that they they actually catch. Like fresh. Oh, yeah. And then they, they cook that stuff with like the meats and stuff. They, that's they good. Freeze, but... Freshwater perch is awful good. That's uh, good for frying. Yeah. Ooh, that's good stuff. It's more about the uh, the recipes for the batter that you can fry the walleye in.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, man. it's. Wor- it, I'll tell you what, it is worth trolling for that in some of these Destination America places.
1: You know, every once in a while I'll read a story and I'll uh, say, I've never heard of that town in Massachusetts before. Okay. But there's 351 of them, so I probably can't remember each one of them, right? <clears throat> uh, Sherbourne? 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 Shelburne? Sherbourne. Sherbourne. Yeah. Where is that? Uh, That's... Well, somebody's probably screaming at their radio right now. Let's see. Sherbourne. All
0: right. Sherbourne, uh, Middlesex County. Ah. Yeah. Located in Boston's Metro
1: West region. Oh, it's like near Holliston and Dover.
0: That's right. yeah, yeah? That's the That's in the 508 area code. For those of you who are... Wondering, uh, you know, nestled between uh, the warming embrace of Natick, Framingham, Ashland, Mills, Holliston, and Medfield. Uh,
1: A driver was rushed to a Boston Trauma Center Wednesday night after a freight train slammed into their pickup truck while they crossed the set of railroad tracks in Sherbourne. Ooh, damn. Firefighters responding to the collision around 10.40 p.m. found a damaged silver pickup truck 200 feet down the tracks from where the train first struck it on North Main Street. Arriving to the scene, first responders initially were forced to walk their equipment down the tracks in the street before finding a dirt road that could bring rescue vehicles closer to the crash. After the driver was brought by ambulance to a Boston hospital, officials worked at the crash scene for three hours before the truck was removed. uh, In a message Thursday morning, Sherbourne police warned of the dangers of crossing tracks improperly. They reminded drivers to always stop when lights are flashing at a railroad crossing and listening to oncoming trains. You would be so surprised. At the amount of people that think they can,
0: no, actually, do I wouldn't. This. I wouldn't be surprised. People are so stupid. They do it. They do it all the time. And you read about these stories, and you know, the yeah. people think that if you see a, a train in a distance, yeah, that you got plenty of time to go. Yeah. But but people misjudge the speed, yeah. of a train.
1: Listen, uh, you know, when you're talking about like let's say a passenger train, right? Yeah, they're probably if you're out on a on a line that's not near like a big metro area you're probably talking to these trains going 70 miles an hour. And if you're walking down the tracks and this thing comes around the bend or, mm-hmm. you're, or you're at a crossing and you can't see the thing, it only takes a couple of seconds for you to decide, hey, I'm going to go right across these things, and boom, you get hit by a train coming down the tracks.
0: The other thing to keep in mind is, yeah. let's say you're the, uh, the choo-choo conductor. Let's yeah. say you're choo-choo Charlie, okay? Uh, as you know, choo-choo Charlie was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Yes. Anyway, uh, it's not like you can just apply the brake right away. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something you ease into. And with inertia and with all those cars behind the engine, you know, it's not like they slow down. So when they hit you, they're hitting you at top speed. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen uh, cars that have been hit or people that have been hit by trains. It
1: ain't a pretty sight. In fact, it's pretty gross. No, my uh, my dad used to be. Uh, he was a, a, a part of his job that he took on. Right. was to be this person for Operation Lifesaver. It's a it's a. I don't even know if they still do it. I'm sure there's some variants of it now, but it's a it's like this program by the railroads that. Uh, they, they go around to, like, schools and, and, like, different places to teach people about the dangers of, of railroad crossings. Mm-hmm. And when they would go to school, he'd have the—he had this—this uh, this was technology back in the 90s, man. He had this full-on TV set that had a VCR built right into it. Wow. And we used to—we we like— that was like hey dad can i borrow the personal tv today mm. cuz like you didn't even have that back then and uh, he'd let us watch stuff every once in a while but he had these uh, set of videos now some of them were like oh my god look at the blubbering mess on the ground over there from being hit by the train like, like the
0: the like the faces of death videos? Yeah, it was
1: almost like that. Like really? they were showing like the aftermath, but that was more for a different audience than the school children. Now the school children, uh, he would go around and he uh, he had uh whatchamacallit? Uh Sly Fox and Birdie was the name of these two cartoon characters. Okay. And it would be this it was a story about a stupid fox. That would say, hey, birdie, I'm going to go ride the train. And the birdie would be like, I wouldn't do that, Foxy. And then the (laughs) fox gets on the train and gets slammed by the door of a cargo uh, car. Right. Uh, eh, I think it helped. I think it helped me realize the dangers of uh, crossing uh, railroad tracks. Uh
0: well good and then I guess those uh, those yeah. cartoons worked for a young uh, pup like you.
1: It was just ironic that uh, we had a house full of posters like uh, you know a train crashing into a vehicle like almost exploding. Right. That it says when it's a tie at the crossing, you lose. <laughs> Yeah, much like the uh, you know the anti-marijuana propaganda of the '50s,
0: Oh, like the reefer, yeah, the yeah. Reefer, reefer zombies, the
1: zebra reefer zombie will come get you. This was uh, a, <laughs> but the ironic part was, uh, here was a man all about safety on trains, yet would down a six-pack of Budweiser and a half a pint of Jack Daniels and right. light a big-ass bonfire full of carpet and all kinds of different things all right, in his but, spare time.
0: But he never screwed around with the trains.
1: No, 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 no. All he right. never, well, then there you never go. crossed the railroad track when he shouldn't have. And there's a
0: functional alcoholic there.
1: Well, th- that's what the, uh, HFAs they're called, high-functioning alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's some uh, breaking national news. A U.S. Special Forces raid in northwestern Syria early today killed the top leader of the Islamic group, Abu Ibrahim Abu I'm not aware of that group. I uh, believe it's ISIS in uh, short form. Oh, thank uh, you. According to uh, Joe Biden, thanks to all the skill and bravery of our armed forces, we have taken off the battlefield. Abu I bet you he didn't even say
3: that right. He
0: probably didn't. But you know you you know who he's talking about.
1: Well, yeah, but it's like watching uh, it's like watching uh, like an old man struggle. Uh. We got that, uh, what's-a-whoosie over there that was causing all them, uh, kadinker yeah. fluff problem? What's Who's it? What's it? Uh, what's it? Uh, what what yeah. do you call it? That, uh, the, the, the thingamabob, the whodang, the, That uh, the, the, the thing. Uh, Biden said he would address the American people later today on the raid, uh, and U.S. Special Forces carried out what the Pentagon said was a large-scale counterterrorism raid in northwestern Syria early Thursday. First responders at the scene reported 13 people had been killed, including... Six children and four women.
0: Oh, yeah. well, they'll be answering to that. Yeah, the, uh,
1: no, they never answer to that. When have you known a politician, any of them, to give you a straight answer on what happened?
0: Well, so far, never, but uh, you just, uh, you don't know.
1: <laughs> the operation was residents say lasted over two hours, jolted the sleepy village of Atma near the Turkish border, in a, an area dotted with camps for internally displaced people from civil, serious civil war. The target of the raid was unclear. Well, we're going after the guy. Ah. Wasn't that what the clear thing was about it? I guess. You know, war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War. Good God, y'all. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. What? Uh, let's see. A company in South Korea just unveiled a new type of mask called the Kosk. ...that folds up and only covers your nose. It's for people who still want the same protection while eating at restaurants. And yes, it looks as ridiculous as it sounds. It basically looks like you have a bandage over your nose. Researchers in Mexico already came up with a nose-only mask last year, which also looked funny. But you had to wear that one under a normal mask. This one can be a regular mask, but then fold up and be nose-only. Most people think it's funny or just dumb because Mm -hmm. the virus can still get in through your mouth... But some people seem to think it might be helpful. If that is you, then you can go to a website uh, in South Korea that's currently selling boxes of 10 for
0: $8. Yeah. No, I think I'm all set. If I'm going to be wearing the mask, I want it to cover the whole thing.
1: It looks like you have a broken nose.
0: It does. That's why I I would prefer to be completely covered up.
1: Yeah. You got to watch out for the mask face. Oh, what do you you mean, the mask face? You get deceived by what people look like. Oh, I know. And then all of a sudden, they actually take off the mask, and you're like, Put it back on! What are you doing? Your teeth are all jacked up! Uh, Let's see. A couple near Grand Rapids, Michigan, named Leon and Andrea Hendricks, have two children and one on the way. Their oldest son, Landon, is three and loves Mickey Mouse. So the other day, Andrea decided to give him her old Apple Watch with Mickey on it. No kidding. Yeah. How nice is that? It's one of the original models, and she didn't think it could make calls anymore. But after they put Landon to bed Monday night, he started playing around with the watch and and promptly called 911 by mistake. And their baby monitor got it on video. Oh, and that's when things got hilarious. His dad, Leon, used to be a reporter for a TV station in Grand Rapids, so he sent him the footage and they did a whole story on it. Andrea knew something was up when she heard a random woman's voice on the monitor. It turned out Landon was on the phone with 911 for around seven minutes. <laughs> okay. God.
0: Was uh, was anything? Uh, were, were the cops sent to the uh, location? Well,
1: luckily the dispatcher realized what was happening, so it doesn't sound like she sent the police or anything. Leon and Andrea apologized for wasting everybody's time. They are—they're letting him keep the watch, by the way, but they put it on airplane mode, and they won't let him play with it alone anymore. That's probably for the best.
0: Yeah, I, I got an Apple Watch. I don't play any games on my Apple Watch.
1: I was thinking about getting one.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't... I mean, I like it. I mean, you know, I don't do a, a ton of stuff with it. I can take the phone calls and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of use it for, like, a, you know, the, the heart monitoring and stuff like that. Yeah. That's good because, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not dealing with 100% on deck, but uh, I like it. I yeah. really kind of like it.
1: Well, you were telling me how it s- told you you were an AFib. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the life-saving that it, of it.
0: That alone... Is a huge benefit to this thing. Yeah, I mean,
1: what are you going to do? Talk to your wife through your whisk, wrist? No, you want to use something for useful.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would. I mean, if if I, if I my phone was not uh, with me at the time, which you know, never ever happens, but yeah, I mean, I've I've taken phone calls you know, from the watch.
1: And good on her for giving you that early. That oh, was the early present.
0: It was an early Christmas yeah. gift. Yeah, it's probably one of the 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 smartest gift she's ever given me. Not she's... that she's ever given me a dumb gift, but it's like you know it, that's that was a good one. She saved your life. She's done that before, multiple times, in many different ways. And if she had
1: not done that, this could have been a completely different show today. (laughs) That is the (laughs) truth. Your Pioneer Valley True forecast. That. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be rainy. And then tonight, uh, not so nice. There's going to be a winter storm warning in effect. that's going to be happening after midnight and going all the way until tomorrow night. Uh, sleet and freezing rain could see about two inches possible in the lower Pioneer Valley, four inches in the higher Pioneer Valley.